Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is our Chance Show. We're going to talk all things movies, television, streaming, sports, all that good stuff. And this week, we see our return to our very, to our, you know, our, one of our favorites, our anniversary series. This uh, week, we decided to look at movies celebrating their 40th anniversary. That'd be movies of 1981, to which, for some reason, we were given Cannonball Run. I don't understand <laughs> this winning, but whatever. We did, we did, we, we watched it. Uh, before we get into that, we have our usual things to talk about. First of which is, of course, uh, even though I, even though I'm really not too keen to talk about it this week, um, this week in the, the week in football. Uh, yeah, looking back at the week of the you know the week of yesterday, the week behind. Uh, <laughs> This is this is a truly baffling week of football. First yeah, of all, it started bit. with Miami playing good football against the Ravens. Yeah, no, which really hurt fantasy. But uh, yeah, they played really outstanding defense. Like that that was that was the kind of team I expected to see at the be- before the season even started. They're weird like that, man. Yeah, it's weird. So, like, so they're not entirely irrelevant. They're, but I think three and seven. So they would need to win the rest. Were... Yeah, they would need to win the rest of their games. Which, looking at their schedule, is it's not impossible. Not impossible. No, no, we just got New England playing hot right now. That's yep. what you got to watch out we'll, for in that division right now. Which we'll get to. Uh, Steelers and Lions tied. Yeah. Which... Yep, that's that's a thing. Yeah. yeah that's... You can't go over the Lions. Seven, you kept the Lions winless. You can't go over with seventeen if you get a tie. I mean, but but technically you didn't win, so yeah, you're I mean, still winless. You're still winless, but they will not be the first team in history to go zero and seventeen. Yeah, so that tie will forever come back to your Steelers. Congrats. Yeah, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, the Falcons got their earth assaulted by the Cowboys. Congratulations, you beat Josh Rosen. What do you want a fucking medal? Yeah. Again, this team, this is probably the worst, best team out there. Um, I don't think they've been challenged. Um, they haven't. Yeah, I, I just these guys are not for real. Uh, no. This will this will show in the playoffs. They're 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 absolute frauds. The only legit team I've seen that I've seen them beat is, uh, I mean, New England kinda and the Chargers. But New England's but New England's playing better right now, and the Chargers haven't been. I mean, Chargers have been consistently bad right now, so. Um, it'd be a different matchup, I think, if New England were to play. And they only beat New England by a little bit, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think they had. I think, yeah. I think it went to overtime. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I mean, again, I think New England's been playing really, really good ball. I think right now, if they would play each other, I think New England, I mean, could probably take it to them. But yeah. Uh, Titans versus Titans show their futility without Derrick Henry because they only beat the Saints by two. They won the game. Not I mean, by, a wins, you think? Yeah. A win's a win, but uh, you're missing that dynamic piece of the puzzle. Uh, I mean, you you can't re- replicate or replace a person as valuable as Derrick Henry. I mean, it, it doesn't. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson in his prime, absolutely. Now, not oh. so much. I picked him up for shits and giggles in fantasy, and then I dropped him, and I added Odell when I found out Odell got traded to the Rams. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't start AP though. But it, it was just I needed a running back. I thought, eh, I'll just grab AP. Which we'll get to in a second. But then you have. Oh yeah. Speaking of fraud teams, the Colts are absolute yeah. frauds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're five and five, but they've beaten the Jets, the Jags, 
Go ahead and throw uh, the Niners in there. That was a rain. That was a rainy game. Let's throw that out there. Yeah, Niners, the te- Niners, Texans, and the Dolphins when they were playing badly. So you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of New England, New England, holy shit! We Cleveland thought their was suffering a, was over. Yeah. Cleveland thought that you know them getting back to the playoffs, getting a getting a winning record for the first time in a couple year, a couple decades actually. They thought that it was the end of it. <laughs> then Belichick came in and said, nope. Well, this was a beatdown. I never expected it. It was funny because uh, the guy that I was playing against in fantasy had Cleveland's defense and I had New England's. Um, so it was obviously I was closely watching it, and I was shocked. I, I got like 13 or 14 defensive points, which is really hard to do. And that's the fourth week in a row. Their defense has been stellar, uh, New England's defense. And uh, the problems this. really started to – that yeah, the the, the, the problem looming. Team history. Go What's that? No, go good. Oh, the the problem looming right now is there's no playmakers on offense there for these guys outside of running the ball. You can't pass it to anybody. I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't have playmakers running the ball either. I don't think. Oh, I mean, I, I still think that the guy that they have, uh, the backup running back, I think to Stevenson? Chubb. Oh, I'm sorry. I think he put up Cleveland. a decent game for Cleveland. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. We got our. Uh, but I'm saying there's no big playmaker on receiving there for him. Uh, I think uh, I did pick up uh, Landry. I think uh, he might have a decent. He might be a big target coming up. I mean, with with, with Odell gone, yeah, he's should yeah. He should be getting more targets than he is. But aside from that, for you, sure, yeah, you really don't have a lot of offensive weapons to throw the ball to. And if Chubb no. and Hunter hurt, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, because that is your one-two combo. You know, your two-headed running monster. Uh, you know, it just. One of them goes down, two of them goes down. It, you you see it. It, it really uh, can really hurt a uh, offense that's you know specific, you know specifically tailored to running like Cleveland. Yeah. You have to open it up a little bit more. But yeah, there's nothing going on there in yeah, the receiving core. Yeah, the evil. Yeah, the evil empire is. It might be back, and they're surprisingly close to a playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, but Buffalo heard this and said, "Okay, we need. Okay, we we need a decisive win. Who do we got next week? Yeah. The Jets. Perfect." Yeah, <laughs> white power couldn't save you this time. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a beatdown too. Yeah, Mike White, twenty four for forty four for two fifty one yards and four picks. That's all you need to say right there. That, that line would kill any team. Yes, ab- absolutely. He had one good week, and he that might be the only look. If that's the only good game Mike White has in the NFL, good job, kid. Yeah. But they decided to ditch Mike White and go back to their old new toy, or their yeah, their old new old toy, Joe Flacco. Well, how, how, how far he fell down? How far he fell? Uh, well, what else we got? Uh, we gotta talk about this. Got to talk, talk, gotta talk about your boy, Tom Brady. Uh, coming in well, again a, and getting oof. his shit packed in FedEx Field by yeah. the football team. Yeah, I was super shocked about that. Um, you're going to have those types of games. Um, it is surprising it comes against the woofed, the whiffed. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are the types of losses that you need, though, to kind of humble your team and wake up a little bit, I think, you know? Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll, see, I mean, we'll see how they ter- – if only this had happened last January, then we could have saved all <laughs> a whole lot of time and effort. Yeah. <laughs> Now, looking at the Panthers, the Panthers have been had an had, had an interesting season. So interesting last few seasons. Yeah. Keep in mind, they released Cam Newton, signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year deal, 
traded him to the Broncos, yep. brought in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold said Sam Darnold's playing good football for three weeks and decided, eh, fuck it. And then, nah, and then that's that's not fun. Uh, PJ Walker was thoroughly unimpressive in the little bit we saw of him, so they decided to bring, in a desperation move, decided to bring back Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, which I I kind of get though. I mean, this is this may be the last stop here for the Cam tour. It might be. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. So I mean, that's what, really what we're we're doing. I mean, I, when he's healthy and he can play, he can play. But it's just I don't know. Despite he did fa- have a couple touch touchdowns though. He did, despite the fact that he that you know they're playing a battered Cardinals team again. Still no Hopkins. Still no Kyler yeah. Murray. JJ Watts out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still came rolling it, rolling into um, University of Phoenix Stadium, and just beat the crap out of a team of aspiration for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cam Newton, have yourself a game, but this is maybe the last stop for you. But at least you get to at least you get to end in Carolina and where you start. Me and where you began. I mean, it's a yeah. Uh. I can't make heads or tails of either of these two teams. The Vikings versus the Chargers. I can't make heads or tails of either of these two teams. One week they're looking no, like, it's like playoff a, it's contenders. A, it's like a, a, yeah, it's like a pick'em. Yeah, one week they're both like playoff contenders. Next week they're playing some of the most baffling football I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's crazy. This this was this is the choke off. This is to see who 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 blows it more in the end. In the end, San Diego. Oh, I'm sorry. Not San Diego, Los Angeles. See how out of place you are. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you got to go back to San Diego. Come on, the, now. Elite, the elite, the elite town of, of Minnesota Vikings came out and was able to hold them to a twenty-seven to twenty win. Uh, Eagles versus the Broncos. Broncos proved why they were frauds to begin with. Yeah, this was another. I started Judy because I yeah, and boy, they're just not giving playmakers the ball to play, man. They're not, but you know, there's they just do not have competent, a competent coaching staff. I think Vic Van, I think Vic Vanjo kind of sucks. And this, this should be the this should be the end of him here in Denver, if things keep going. Yeah, this way. he was a he was a better supporting cast under Harbaugh when he was with the Niners. Yeah, no, he he was. I I definitely agree he was. But yeah, no, this should this should be yeah. the last chance for. <laughs> um, this 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 should be the the last ride for uh, good old Vic Fangio. Because yeah, uh, after a promising start, this team has just proven that they've, they've been flat out exposed. Yeah. Uh, now uh, Sunday night. No, sorry. Yeah, it was, I think it was Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night saw yeah. the return not just one but two quarterbacks. Uh, the Packers versus Seahawks was played with both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson under center. You'd think yeah. this be, would be an offense explosion. Nope. You'd, you'd be wrong. Yeah. Packers didn't do anything special. They didn't. And I get it. And I don't think the Packers that great either, man. Yeah, then the now number one team in the NFC. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but Russell Wilson was shut out for the very first time in his career. Never happened. Crazy. I, I mean, it took you how long? I mean, that's it's still saying something. You I, know mean, what the, I mean, the dude, the dude's still a Hall of Fame quarterback, but. Oh, absolutely. Even 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 the best get there, get there, get, get stomped once in a while. And speaking of stomping, the the Chiefs have heard the criticism of the past couple of weeks and decided, all right, and that's enough, goddammit. 
We needed to win, and we need to win decisively because they went out and put on a clinic. Like, yeah, Vegas showing that they're not as good as they once were either, man. I mean, with all with all the turmoil that France is going through, yeah. Like I, th- this kind of fall isn't. It's not unforeseeable. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no. The the Chiefs play like ra- rather than just skating, just skating by. They played out the team we know them to be, and that's really scary for any AFC team with playoff aspirations. Or Super yeah, Bowl absolutely. Because when you get these guys hot, I mean, you you can see what they do. I mean, it is, you know. Again, I I'm still. You know, I'm still. I got to see more before I can say that they're back. You know what I mean? Because we've seen how bad they are this year. Yeah, no. I mean, it's one, it, was one, it was only one game. It's only one game. Yeah. Doesn't counteract the weeks of bad football we've seen from them in the past. But still. Yeah, they've had more bad games than good games. So we'll 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 see what happens. But but still, this is this is, is going to be interesting to see if they can keep up this momentum. Oh yeah. And Monday night. Odell Get it. Let's Beckham go. Junior with his brand new team. A team where he is clearly gunning for Super Bowl. Signed to the Rams. Signed a one-year yeah, deal I, worth about $4 million in change. But yeah, with some incentives. Came at a cost. And that cost oh. Robert Woods' season. Yeah. Literally, yeah, Robert Woods out yeah. for the rest of the year. Hurt, hurt his, tore his ACL in practice the next day. Yeah, it's completely crazy. But um, this is Odell. This is a, a safe uh, gamble for the Rams. This is a. This is all. Uh, this is real low risk, maximum I mean, rewards for these guys. This just went from a went from a luxury signing to a necessity at that point. Yeah. Now you'd think with all this power they'd go into Santa Clara and just beat the shit out of the 49ers. Thing is, 49ers huh. the 49ers suck, except when they're playing the Rams. Yeah. Um. This is the 49ers team that I preach that this is what they need to be um a defensive minded team had some big interceptions there uh good offensive side of the ball smart plays by garoppolo um debo samuels was on kittle was on running game was on i mean they just when you click on cylinders like that you can compete with any team in the nfl and i i believe it in my heart not only because i'm a fan but when, when this team's on they're on i think they can beat any team in the nfl but i'm just glad to get a win Give us a step closer into the NFC West, man. Yeah, and and the NFC looks like it could be a bloodbath this year. Yeah, especially with injuries to the uh, you know Seattle just coming off Wilson's injury, still not playing like the Seattle of old. Uh, Arizona kind of showing that they're. I mean, obviously they had some injuries, but still you gotta you gotta you gotta go get a weather through that kind of stuff. The Rams. You know, being kind of dismantled like that, you know, it shows that they're they're beatable too. So it's going to be interesting to see the next half, back half of the season here, how uh, how it goes, how it unfolds. Yeah, San Fran is by no means out, but if you look at if you look at the standings yeah. of the of the conference, there are yeah. like at least there are at least eleven teams vying for a playoff spot right now. For sure, and San Francisco's uh, schedule wrapping up, it looks really good. They're playing Jacksonville this coming week, so I mean, it's it's doable, absolutely doable. But uh, again, you gotta gotta play consistent. That's what football's about. So uh, it'll be it'll be fun back into the season. See how uh, see how it unfolds. So looking ahead to next week, Thursday night, we got the Patriots versus the Falcons. We got the Pats. Much as I hate to say it, yeah, Pats. They've been looking. They've been looking red hot. They're gunning for that division. That division title. 
Yeah, it's crazy, and Buffalo should absolutely be on notice here, man. This is uh, this is a team that's starting to get, click it here, and yeah, coming to the halfway mark of the season. We were the, the league really screwed up by by letting Belichick get Mac Jones. <laughs> I mean, we thought it was a you know we thought it was funny you know, and we were like you know what Mac Jones has turned out to be a decent you know decent quarterback right now. It's, it's with it's, minimal it's, weapons. He's like it's, it's like Brady. He's a, he's a, a system quarterback. Like that's. But this is the system. But he, if, if you can learn it and you can do it effectively, this is the this is the fruit that bears on the tree. So I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see this back half of the season if they're going to they're really going to make a push. Does Miami come back up and make a push too? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. Uh, then we go Sunday. You got Steelers versus Chargers. This is a crucial game for playoff aspirations. I mean, yo, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh. Despite the fact that uh, Ben is not going to be playing, we are dealing with Mason Rudolph again. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Chargers on this one. Steelers, I mean, when you tie to a team that doesn't have a win, I mean, you, you didn't wow me on offense. A lot of your, uh, I think, what, a lot of the field goals, I think, were the reason why you scored, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, you you got to score. You got to score, and you got to bury teams like that. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think Chargers need it. I mean, Pittsburgh does too, but I just, I just, they just really came out like flat pop last week. Yeah, it's weird. Like, they're, they're a game you think they're going to they they're lose and they win. They think they're going to win that they don't. They underperform or they might lose. But yeah, with my team. Uh, Colts versus Bills. Uh, I'm definitely rolling with the Bills on this one. Bills for sure. I think they're going to keep the train running. Uh, they're going to show why they're top of the uh, division. Uh, Ravens versus Bears. This would be a lot clear cut if I didn't just see what they did against Miami. Yeah, but I think Ravens come back and bounce back hard on this one. I think Lamar and crew, I think they'll be ready to handle Fields and, and company. So uh, I'm going to go Ravens. I think Ravens win this by at least 10. I mean, every, they should. every D.C. should be studying what Miami did in that game just to see how they, how you beat that off. Because like, it's, like it's not like Miami got lucky. They played really well and beat the Ravens. No, they played great defense. I think uh, you know if Harbaugh were smart, he would go to the film – uh, film room, and then look at what Miami did, and try to uh, try to you know uh, route around that. How do how do we combat this? How can we make this more efficient? If this is what happens, if this is what teams are going to do to Lamar, you know, um, he's a very versatile player, has a great arm, and is fast, so he's a dual threat. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I think yeah, I think the Ravens win this at least by ten. Uh, then we got the Lions. The still winless Lions versus the Browns. It's the game the Browns uh, need to win. Yeah, this is this is Cleveland all, but again, look what happened last week with Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go Cleveland on this one. I think they get it back. I think Landry is a, is a huge piece of this offense when healthy. I think he's a really good you know receiver, probably one of their better ones, best ones out there that they, that they have outside of DPJ, which they don't get really involved a lot. Which anyway, yeah, I think uh, Cleveland gets back on track on this one, especially yeah. at home. I, yeah, I kind of don't want them to win anymore. I want, I want them just to tie every game the rest of the season. <laughs> Boy, well, that'd be something else, man. You have all these fucking, like, they're... Oh, oh, 08 and 9. Oh, 08 and 9. I was like, what? How, yeah, we did that. <laughs> we had nine straight ties. What, what the soccer? Yeah, who, who would have ever have bet that, huh? I bet you didn't bet that in Vegas, did you, huh? Uh, you got the Texans versus the Titans. Look, Titans may not, Titans may not be playing great right now, but... They get the perennial punching yeah. bag with the with the Texans. We could get a pickup football team to beat the Texans right now, man. They look really bad. They so Titans for sure in this one, even with their lack of weapons and playmakers, they're still going to do it. 
Yeah. Well, do, 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 tech, do the Texans and the, and the Detroit Lions play this year? That'd be so great. It's going to be a tie. They, they, <laughs> do, they don't. I so wish they would. Uh, zero, zero tie. How about that one? Let's get really crazy. Uh, Pack versus Vikings. AFC North football. Now, I think hey, this is – look, this is, what, this is what Aaron Rodgers does. He comes in, he beats, he beats the snot out of these AFC North teams. I think it'll be close, but I got the Packers. I hate the Packers. I got to go to the Packers, though. really hate the Packers, but it is what it is. Kirk Cousins ain't, Kirk Cousins ain't pulling this ain't pulling this out the back. I would love to, see, do, love to see Minnesota beat if them. Love to do, see Minnesota beat them. I'd be shocked. I'd be more shocked if they won, if they won on a game-winning field goal. But but, Minna, but Minnesota's always played uh, Green Bay tighter. Uh, Minnesota's always been a, a competitive team against uh, Green Bay as opposed to Chicago just you know not being very competitive when it comes to Green Bay. Minnesota definitely gives them a little bit of handful. But we'll uh, see what happens. Uh, they got a game between two of the league's bottom feeders, the Dolphins and the Jets. I'm definitely going with the Dolphins on this one. Yeah, going with my wife's team on this one. Not just um, because, not Dolphins. Just because the, not just because the Dolphins played a good game last week, but the, the Jets are just, they're still hard. Doesn't matter what we put into that machine; it is still broken. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm going Miami, and they they could yeah, have an sure. ups, they could have an upswing in this latter half of the season. Again, I mean, if they, it's all about consistency right now, especially at the back half here. I mean, you got to be consistent, and um, the schedule favors it, man. This is a team. This is a this is an easy win here, you know. Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, Miami should should win this pretty decently. Uh, we got the Saints versus the Eagles. We go Philly. You think really? You think Philly's gonna take it? I don't know, man. The way Philly played, I guess you know Denver was shit, but the Saints haven't been wowing me either, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna true. go Philadelphia on this one. They're 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 down they're down a quarterback. James Winston is out. Trevor Simeon's back in. Uh, I mean, well, James Winston's gonna be out for the foreseeable future because I think he's out the rest of the season. Uh, Trevor Simeon's in. They might be down Camaro, which would be a huge blow to, to that to that run game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and Eagles haven't been they haven't been playing badly. No. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I might agree. I might go to the Eagles. And yeah. Then, and this, the Saints may need to question whether or not they need to keep Sean. They, need, they still need to keep Sean Payton around. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, it's just when you lose a player that is your, you know, your franchise quarterback. You know what I mean? To 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 fill those shoes, I mean, it's tough. I mean, yeah. that's tough coming in and trying to be in one the next of, Drew Brees because that's always going to be the measuring stick coming into I mean, New one, Orleans one, now. You one know, of most, one of the most efficient passers in football history. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Had a lot of had a lot of good weapons with him though. Let's go ahead and you know. With uh, Horn and uh, you know uh, Michael Thomas and everybody and all those guys, he had he had a good cast with him though. Yeah. Uh, football team versus the Panthers. Now it's gonna be, it, should, go... it should be noted Panthers are now without maybe their best defender in Chase Young. He is torn an ACL and he is out for the season. It's, oh, that's right. That's Washington's. Yeah. Okay. That that changes the landscape. I'm gonna go Carolina on this one. I think so too. I think I think Carolina's gonna take advantage of it. Yeah. And there's only so much Taylor Heineke can do. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much he can do. Uh, Niners versus Mean Jack. This should be an easy win. For it should you. be a blowout. This, this really should be, and I have a feeling we're not going to do it that way. It's going to be closer than it needs to be. Uh, I got my boys on this one. Uh, if you lose this one, uh, throw in the towel for the rest of the year. 
I mean, Cup's, uh, Cup's got a bye week, so I'm going to need a Yukta ball. <laughs> this is, I like I said, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm nervous because I, uh, I have uh, Brandon Ayuk and a couple of my other guys because Cooper Cup is uh, uh, on a bye. So I got Ayuk, I got uh, Debo playing, and I got, I got Kittle. I got, I, got the, I got Motley Crue in there, man. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Cowboys versus Chiefs. Surprisingly, the Cowboys have the better record. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna go Kansas City. I fucking hope so. Yeah, I mean Trayvon Diggs hasn't been doing hasn't been hasn't been doing the thing recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, this is the team that they should have beat. That, that last year they should they should have beaten the shit out of. Yeah, I mean this this is a team that they should beat. Really, I mean, and all on it. Like, I mean, they're more of a complete team. I just I don't know if if they play as consistent as they do when they're good. Then yeah, I, I see it. But if they they this could be a, a be a rough night if they don't play anywhere to what they played last week against Vegas, you know? Yeah, keep in mind they also have a bottom five defense. They do, uh, but their defense has never been their strong suit, obviously, because they can put up th- 30, 40 points a game with, I mean, when the offense is on, you know? Uh, Cardinals versus Hawks. I think it's going to, well, okay, here's a question. Do you think Colt McCoy can beat, this def- can beat the Seattle defense? That's the question. I think. I think the running game, I think with Connor, which was a steal in fantasy, by the way, uh, I think if they can run the ball on Seattle, which they easily could do, yeah. and, and control that time of possession, I, I mean, I could easily see it. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Arizona just because I think they have better playmakers right now uh, with in the running game. Cole McCoy, only, I mean, he did the same shit. I watched him do it against uh, the Niners, though, with those little, those little, those little uh, dip and dive passes, those little five, six yard pass, sh- sh- you know, shots. They're not asking him to do too much in that in that system. So, yeah, I got I'm Arizona. gonna go Arizona on this one. And Week Eleven brings another chapter in the Bucks' weak ass schedule. They're playing the Giants. Oh, Monday yeah, this shouldn't be a televised Monday night game, but uh, I'm gonna go TB10. Uh, yeah, TB12. I should say. Think. Thing is, they nearly lost this game last year. They did, and they. It was funny because remember the it was yeah, the Giants and Tom Brady have history, man. So <laughs> you look at it and see it, man. So it's it's only fitting whether it be Eli and crew with him in New England for two Super Bowls, or obviously with him in Tampa Bay. But um, yeah, I think this should be a steamroll game. I think this should be a really big offensive performance for Brady. All right, that could do it for our football predictions, which we now move on to our trailer talk. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. First of which is the first trailer for National Champions. So National Champions is an upcoming sports movie, and basically what it's about is a player strike that happens that holds up the NCAA championship. Uh, this is a film that stars J.K. Simmons, Uzo Aduba, Stefan James, uh... I think I saw Jeff, Jeffrey Donovan in there. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Lil Ro Howery. I did see him. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this is set. Uh, this is set for a release on December tenth, twenty twenty one. Does talk a lot about the you know here's the thing of like should we be paying student athletes more than or yeah more than what they more than what they're getting right now. So Russell, what do you think of the trailer for National Champions? Anything involving sports, I'm always on. Um, you know, this one obviously definitely piques my interest just to see uh, Timothy Oliphant, Oliphant and what J.K. Simmons in a movie together. Yeah, got Jeffrey Donovan. You got an interesting cast there, man. You really do. I mean, really interesting, really interesting cast. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I think the premise of this is fascinating because, like, yeah, I think that I think student athletes kind of get treated do kind of get treated like shit in the NCAA system. Oh yeah, I mean, these colleges are making millions and millions of dollars off of their, you know, off of merchandise and stuff like that uh, over with their, you know, based on how the performance of their team's doing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think they should get a little bit to the to the pie. Yeah, they should. But it's also they also like break down that it's a little more complicated than that because there are a lot of sports that don't get the kind of publicity. <laughs> Either that, or I would waive tuition for those kids. You know what I mean? I, I like uh, if you could free ride it, like. I know, like a majority of those guys do get free rides, but I'm saying if they can at least find a way to supplement that and just get a free ride through college, I think that in itself would pay itself. You know what I mean? You come out of the college debt free, go into a big school like, you know, Michigan or Notre Dame or Ohio State or what have you. You know, I I, I think that would be beneficial too. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a lot of issues, but I do think that students yeah. kind of kind of get a run, especially the ones that don't make it big. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. Because those are the guys that, you know, just like you and I, or I'm not saying obviously, but just in general, you know, those are the ones that, you know, have to, you know, they get left behind. These other guys are making tons of money, and then, you know, the other guys fall by the wayside, you know, so. Yeah. Anyway, this is set for a release on, uh, set for release on December 10th, 2021. Uh, Rick Roman, wow, what is this guy? Do? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, this guy did, this is the guy did Greenland and Angel is Fallen. Oh, Angel's Fallen. I, I enjoyed that, but which, yeah. Which, anyway. Uh, Greenland, was, Greenland was pretty good. <laughs> which that? Greenland was actually pretty good. Surprisingly pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the Jerry Butler fights an asteroid movie. Dude, I was a huge fan. I, and I think, what, they're coming out with another one, apparently? Wait, are they? Rumor has it. Apparently. I, I don't know. You might oh, wanna... wait, oh, the the, the, the the Fallen movies? No, I think they, they're doing another Greenland oh, another movie. Greenland. I they are doing the Greenland. You're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, super excited. I honestly, it was funny because this was during the pandemic, and I remember ordering this like because theaters were closed. I remember ordering this like on demand, spending twenty bucks for it, and I, I just was happy to be watching something. You know what I mean? Something at that new. time, but I totally would have, I would have, I've done that again. You know, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was surprisingly good, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Don't Look Up. This is the ensemble comedy directed by Adam McKay about two scientists who discover an asteroid is going to crash into the Earth and kill everybody and they just have to convince everybody to do something about it. Uh, as a super, super stacked cast who we've named on the show a bunch of times, so we're not going to bother going through it again. But Russell, <laughs> what did you think of the trailer, the, the, ne- oh, the second trailer for Don't Look Up? Oh, I mean, fantastic. Again, I mean, it was one of those things that the cast alone sold this before I, you know, we even saw a trailer. I don't think you even had to give me a trailer. Just give me the cast that's in this film, and I'm I'm happy enough. But yeah, I think this movie looks great. Uh, I'm I'm still on board. I, I never never got off. Yeah, no, but I, I think that the, I think the premise of this is inherently interesting because like it's the idea of it's kind of like like you know like global warming, just like what happens when you have like, a world ending event that happens impending and nobody believes you. Yeah, yeah, because like they're, like they're 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 treated like jokes in this movie. Yeah, they, <laughs> so they really like, are. Yeah, like yeah, like we're we're all gonna die, and we need to, we need to do something about this. Shit. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that uh, when Adam McKay hits, he really hits, and I'm I'm actually really looking forward with that cast. Like, I I can't not be looking forward to this. Yeah, for sure. And this is set for release in December of 2021. Uh, debuting exclusively on Netflix and probably going to get a a uh, theatrical release. I would have, I would have, yeah. yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Dog. 
So Dog is the trailer for a Channing Tatum starring movie, which wasn't until wasn't until seeing this that I realized we haven't seen one of those in quite a long time. Which I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for these movies. Not only because I have dogs now, but I've always had a soft spot for German Shepherds. Um, just the dog movies in general, man. And especially you throw a German Shepherd in the mix of this one. I'm I'm all in. Yes, yeah, so this movie is about Channing Tatum who plays an army ranger who's basically tasked with taking a uh, army dog to his handler's funeral. Yeah. Uh, it stars Channing Tatum, who also co-directed the movie. Also featured oh. Ethan Suppley, Bill Burr, uh, and Kevin Nash in supporting roles. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for? I mean, I can, I can tell you you're a fan, but what do you think of the trailer <laughs> for Dog? I, I liked it, honestly. It's um, one of those, like, against all odds type uh, of films that you're rooting, you know, you're rooting for the, you know, Chan and Tatum to hopefully uh, bond with this dog. And because everybody's kind of given up on this dog, so the dog's already kind of like an underdog, no uh, pun intended. Um, yeah, it just, it looks like a feel good film. I mean, how, how do you not love a film with a, you know, cute German Shepherds, man? I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's really solid. I like Chan Tatum as an actor. I'm curious to see yeah. what it does behind the lens. Yeah, I mean, and this is completely something like what I saw. Like, yeah, a dog movie with Chan and Tatum. Like, yeah, you could tell he's getting older as an actor now. I don't. He doesn't have to do the whole step up without a shirt shit on. You know what I mean? Or Magic Mike. You know, he, he, um, he can act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's good. Like, look at the Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street were hilarious. He's good. At, he's a. He, yeah, look, fighting or uh, not, not fight. Oh, fighting was all right. Uh, uh, Foxcatcher. Fox, like fighting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was he was in the movie. Yeah, the movie called Fighting. Uh, just too much, too much, too much punching people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think it looked, I think it was pretty solid. It could, be, it could be could be a fun could be a fun time. And it's set for yeah. release on February eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Next trailer we're talking about is for what's next on the list. Uh, this is the first trailer for the outfit. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because this movie is written and directed by Graham Moore. If you don't recognize that name, I know this because he, this this is the guy who wrote the Imitation Game. He wrote the Imitation Game, won an Oscar, and then just disappeared. Hasn't done oh, a yeah. movie since. This is his yep. big kind of comeback movie. Basically, this is about uh, an, an English a tailor uh, who used to craft suits and on this big you know. This really big, strip, famous fashion trip in London, and yeah, after his personal tragedy, he finds himself in Chicago operating a small tailor shop in a not so great part of town, uh, where he makes clothes for only people who can afford them, which is a family of gangsters. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Who else can make this for? Him? Yeah, I mean, who, who's gonna who's gonna afford uh, expensive suits and stuff like that during the that type of time period? Yeah, uh, has the cast includes uh, Mark Rylance, Adam Taylor, Zoe Deutsch, Dylan O'Brien, and Johnny Flynn among others. Russell, what do you think the, tra- the first trailer for the outfit? I mean, it looked good enough. I got it's piqued my interest a little bit. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Imitation Game. I think it was one of one of the year's best uh, when that came out. I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, yeah, it was really good, and like kind of how you said, he just kind of fell off, you know. So uh, I'm kind of interested to see what he will do with this one. I mean, I'm curious enough. Obviously, he got a uh, uh, an Academy Award winning a- actor, Mark Rylance. It'd be kind of interesting to see how this turns out. But yeah, I'm I'm curious enough about it. Yeah, no, it's the same here. I, I think that I think the invitation game is fantastic. I think that's I think I think the big part of that is the script. I was always looking forward yeah. to what that guy was going to do next, and. I guess now we got it. <laughs> now I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the guy has in store for us. Uh, set for release on February 25th, 2022. 
Uh, next show we're talking about is for Turning Red. So Turning Red is the this is the second show for Turning Red. This is the latest coming Pixar movie. And this is basically about a woman, not a woman, about a teenage girl who has this family curse that no one ever told her about. Yeah, <laughs> it's I like, hate when this oh happens. Yeah, when, you, when you hit a certain age, you're going to start turning into, pan, into yeah. a red panda at, at certain times. <laughs> so yeah, anytime she feels any kind of strong emotion, she just poofs and turns into a big red panda. Yeah. you got to uh, freak the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Um... So all of it, when I first saw this short, I'm looking forward to this movie because it's directed by Domi Shi, who yeah. did Bao, which I think is a fantastic short. When this trailer first oh, yeah. started, I was I was confused. I was I was sitting there yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah. This is giving you a little bit more of it, though, man. I I think this looks like a really cute film. I think it does. I think it does. Like, I, I know people like aren't yeah. a big fan of this one, but I think I think keep in mind. The first trailer of Pixar, trailer of Pixar movies notoriously like are not very good, usually. But also, but also remember how in, how Inside Out was like a lot of you know, and oh, I, yeah, it yeah. was something completely different that that yeah. Pixar had never done before. In, Inside Out, look at it now; it didn't, didn't look very good. Yeah. The, Toy, the Toy Story Four trailers weren't great leading up to the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not overly worried about this. No, 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 no I'm, not, I'm not saying it's an indicator like the movie, but yeah, um, yeah. But either way, I, I am very much looking forward to it. I think like yeah, you can draw like a lot of great parallels between puberty and you know, like unleashing the monster and like all the different emotions you're feeling. Um, yeah, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for uh, Turning Red? On board, man. I, I think, like I said, it's just, it looks like you know Pixar's really in their A plus game lately. Um, they really don't do a whole lot wrong, you know. Um, and kind of what I said about Inside Out. Inside Out was kind of like at first, oh my god, this looks so different. This doesn't look like a Pixar movie. And like now, look at it. I mean, it, it's it's brilliant if you think it. You know, think about it. Think about all the you know emotions people are running through. When they're little, and, and and just in general, you know, I mean, I and I think the same thing here. This is like growing up and, and and coming into your own. You know, there's a lot of hormones and different things racing through your body when you're a teenager. Um, it makes sense. I think this is, this is going to be one of those. It's going to be compared to Inside Out. What I, what I think so. Possibly. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's very possible because you're dealing with very similar age frame. And uh, I also like that Sandra O oh is getting a lot more work because <laughs> I, I yeah because I, like I think she's she's really good. Uh, this is set for a release on March 11th, 2022. Uh, and that's going to be it for Trailer Talk. And unless there's something, something I missed. Anything I missed? Oh, yeah. Uh, that giant thing oh, that, that dropped D- yesterday. <laughs> I was going to say. Um. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all, all the Disney Plus Day stuff later. Uh, but, yeah. No. We, yeah, we had the second, lo- the, like not long-awaited, but highly requested second trailer for Spider-Man no way home. Nothing uh, like waiting a month, five weeks before the movie comes out. I mean, shit, they, they 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 waited really late in the game to start marketing this shit. So, and and that's what we've been saying this forever. However, maybe maybe, maybe that worked to their benefit because like everyone is talking about this movie. Everyone's talking about these trailers. So yeah, uh, this movie, this trailer doesn't really show a whole lot of the plot that we didn't give in the first one. I mean, yeah, you, Peter Parker said, "Oh shit, I fucked up." So, uh, hey, yo, Doctor Strange, can you just like make everyone forget? Okay, yeah, I do love Doctor Strange. Movie, like, <laughs> and the universe breaks because of his magic. He looked at Peter Parker like, look what you did, look what you yeah. did. For uh, shame. But yeah, so basically, yeah, Peter Parker's it's exposed. He's like, hey, Doctor Strange, fix this shit. He did not fix this shit. He kind of kind of made it worse. And now we're seeing not only 
more villains pop up. But villains from other Spider-Man movies. Like, we saw Alfred Molina as Doc Ock reprising his role for Spider-Man 2. But in the in the first Green show, Goblin. We, well, we saw a Goblin bomb in the first. In this trailer, we got our first look at Green Goblin, yeah. and it is Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. He, is, he even still has the fuck you motorcycle helmet, which I've always hated. Uh, we get a, we get a quick glimpse at Jamie Foxx's Electro coming back, coming back to prize uh, role, but vomit, b- b- uh, not blue <laughs> this time. <laughs> uh, Sorry, get, I fucking that movie is so bad. Uh, which uh, which one? Amazing Spider-Man Two. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, so fucking awful. It is, it is, it is very bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sandman, the Lizard's in this trailer. Sandman. And what, Lizard was the first Amazing Spider-Man, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and then what, you Sandman, Spider-Man 3. So this is, I, I like I like this whole callback to like the whole entire, you know, it, it's basically a callback to all of them, if you think about it. It's yeah, the no, three Raimi ones and, and the two Amazing. No no other Spider-Mans uh, show up in the trailer yet? It will be. Maybe they're oh. in the movie. Maybe they're not. Doesn't matter. We're taking maybe it John. Ca- maybe maybe John Campbell release that again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he maybe he knows. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it didn't have his watermark, so I I don't know if these are official. But I don't know if this is a real yeah. trailer. It might be fake. Uh, but yeah, uh, who what, knows? I mean, what what do you think of the trailer for uh, the second trailer of Spider Man No Way Home? I'm down. I I do like a lot of the. Uh, you see a lot of the um, buzz about who's catching Gwen and she's falling. Oh, a lot, a lot of buzz on that MJ. one. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, can't, you, can't a, be in, you can't be a Spider-Man girlfriend unless you fall from great heights. I mean, you have to. It's like, well, what if you just stay on the ground the whole time then? You're good, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It's just, <laughs> I ain't going up there. <laughs> two, fle- two feet on the ground. Fuck it. Yeah, you no, know? I'm, I'm, you I'm, see what happens. I will not move from this spot. Yeah. Unless you put me in like a one of those bouncy balls, those big ball, those big bouncy giant oh, balls, the, the, or whatever. the giant hamster balls. Yeah, this big. <laughs> but from falling from that high, I, mean, I think it would obviously explode. But whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm on board. Uh, I think it, it looks fantastic. I like the callback to all the uh, the Spider Mans. Um, should be fun, and I still think Garfield and uh, McGuire are going to be in this movie. Um, it just it it just would make sense. You, you don't um, you don't I mean you, you don't bring all these fuckers back if you're not going to bring. Them I back. know, I know. It, but you, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of these characters. Like, these people get another chance at these characters. Like Willem Dafoe, I've, I've always loved. I hate I hate his helmet. I've always loved him as Green Goblin. I was. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I think I thought he was always great. I like I would want to see him more. Jamie Foxx, I think he's a great actor. I just think he was saddled with the bad scripts. So I'm glad yeah. that he's getting another chance to play Electro. Yeah, I mean... Playing, uh, playing a much cooler-looking Electro as well. Yeah, hopefully it's not as bad as the second one because that, it was really awful. But, I mean, we'll see. I, I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of a pass on that. On that. Yeah, uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I think that I'm really looking forward to it. And tickets go on sale uh, this coming Monday. Uh, so, and I am very curious to see how it does. Because, like, this feels like the first big, like, event movie we've had since pandemic started yeah really i mean i thought you know fast and the furious was supposed to be that um but obviously we saw what happened with you know that can kind of push back here and there um i think this this is i think i think the world's starting to get into a uh a, a, like a smarter place a safer place hopefully and hopefully these are the types of movies that bring this out and get the theater you know uh, industry back booming again you know we'll going to the theater to go see these movies yeah, I agree. I'm, 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 actually, I'm, very, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'll definitely be buying tickets on Monday. 
And yeah, yeah that's set for release on December 17th, 2021. Less than a month, four weeks away. I'm, I'm sorry, geez. Wait, I said five weeks, four weeks until the, the movie drops. You decided to put the trailer out, geez. Yeah, no, absolutely. But me and you know, <laughs> they massively. Sony's weird. They either like super overmarket their movies or they really undermarket them. If I have to catch another Morbius trailer <laughs> in the theater, man, I don't know how many I've seen. I haven't seen the goddamn Morbius. Motherfucking vampire. Yeah, I've seen it. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen it. If Jared Leto pops this thing, I fucking quit. <laughs> you see him, see him when his little, little uh, is, what is, is it, it, walking aids, his yeah. little, little <laughs> walking sticks or whatever the hell. I have a blood disease. Yes. I need bad DNA. <laughs> Don't question my methods. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that been the trailer. If you want to leave, it might need to go now. Oh my god, I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, yeah, yeah. Moving on. As if for trailer talk, we now move on to notorious news. This is gonna be split into two segments because we do have a segment for like everything else, and then we'll talk about all stuff for Disney Plus Day. Not a whole lot to discuss there, but there are some things I do want I do want to get out. Um. First thing we're talking about is this is a movie I just heard about. I did not know this is in the works. Uh, we're getting another Philip Marlowe movie. If you can believe okay. that, you don't know who that is, do you? Why it sounds familiar? I don't. So Philip Marlowe is a character who's been around in movies and television for decades. Like that's the character Humphrey Bogart played in The Big Sleep. Is the character Ellie oh, okay. Gold yeah, yeah, played yeah. in The Long uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight? No. Okay. Long goodbye, long goodbye. Uh, a lot of care, a lot of people play this character in various movies and, t- and TV, and we're getting another movie in which Liam Neeson is going to be stepping into the into the detective hat of Philip Marlowe. All right, all right. Alongside Jessica Lange and Melanie Laurent, I might have made that, that last one up, but definitely Jessica Lange. Um. <laughs> Russell, what do you think about the Diane Kruger? I'm sorry, I, I got the I got the wrong Glorious Bastards girl. Diane Kruger is the one. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you think of uh, an, a noir detective movie featuring Liam Neeson? Down, absolutely down. Absolutely, for sure. I like it. I tell you another another good one. This is going to be. Um, uh, another speaking of the noir, this is a good shout out for Motherless Brooklyn. It's a really good noir film that uh, Edward Norton directed. All right, really, yeah. really good film. Yeah, really good film. It has that type of that 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 old like you know forties, fifties detective, and I uh, just wanted to give that a little shout out because you know it, it plays hand in hand in this type of genre. So why not? Now this is something I want to talk about. Yeah, so no one more that's coming out, but yeah, we're getting another Philip Marlowe movie. I think I think that's I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So this this is the one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, this week actually marks the twentieth anniversary of the Harry Potter film franchise. Yeah. Or was that last week? Point is, it's this month. And HBO Max has announced that they will be doing a yeah. uh, reunion special uh, commemorating the commemorating the movies that will debut January 1st of next year. The main three yeah. all confirmed to return. Daniel Radcliffe's coming back. Al Watson's coming back. Rupert Grint. I mean, not that he's doing anything. Yeah. He's, he's coming back. Yeah. And yeah. Prob- yeah. probably some other people, too. But yeah, it's going to be a whole yeah. big reunion thing, and I can, as someone who watched both the Fresh Prince reunion and the Friends reunion, both of which I thought were very well done, 
I cannot wait to yeah. see this. Oh, no. And I, I, as somebody who's getting more and more into Harry Potter, thanks to my daughter, um, yeah, I, I'm completely on board with it. Um, we just were in New York, so we, we did the Harry Potter New York, um, which was which was great. Got some oh, Christmas saw, stuff for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that? Did you, did, you, did you see Cursed Child? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to um, surprise everybody. I was talking to Beck about it since the new job. Uh, was, you know, it pays a little bit more than my other job. But I think I'm going to get tickets for us to go. I think like in maybe like January, or February to go see it up there in, in, in Broadway. Yeah, it's, um, it's Broadway. But no. But we, like I said, we went to the new store though. It was, it was fantastic in there, nice. for sure. Right on. Yeah. But yeah, no. If you're a big Harry Potter fan like I am, this is gonna be a must see event for you. It's gonna be a must see event for me. It's, uh, New Year's, oh, yeah. New Year's gonna be really fun because you know you got Cobra Kai dropping New Year's Eve, yeah. and you yeah. got this dropping New Year's Day. So like, what, what more could you want? Yeah, and I'm off on New Year's Day, and the day after, it's perfect. It, it sets up, it sets it up. A okay. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be binging uh, Cobra Kai probably. Can't wait. Now, this is news mainly for both of us. And okay. I think you and I are going to have a lot to discuss with this, with this particular story. We are getting some new Friday Night Lights content. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not only are we getting a new movie, but that movie is being set up to make a new television show. So, yeah, uh, oh, producer boy. Brian Grazer confirmed uh, that a new Friday Lights movie set in 2015, for some reason, is in the works. Uh, okay. Hopes begin, hopes to, to again, film it next year. Uh, but it's going to be, uh, they're going to try to springboard that into a new television series. And what's important, it's not going to be, no, no Dylan, no Coach Taylor, uh, no Timmy Riggins. Uh, according to them, it's going to be taking place in a border town, trying to give it a you know, more cultural a more diverse okay. feel to it. So as as you know, two guys who are a big fan of both the Friday Night Lights movie and the show. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of us getting more Friday Night Lights? Completely on on board with it, man. I you could put this movie in Alaska. I'm down. Alaska, I'm down, man. Alaskan football. <laughs> wouldn't that be wouldn't that be crazy, huh? Thirty days and thir- thirty days of night under the <laughs> lights. <laughs> uh shit. But no, yeah. Friday, I'm, Friday, I'm on board, man. Friday night lights and Monday yeah. night lights. And Tuesday, and Tuesday night and Thursday, it's, and every other day. Oh, don't worry. Fucking, and every other day of the fucking it's, week. It's noon. It's dark out. Don't worry about it. But uh, no, completely on board. Um, you know, big, we're big fans of the show. Something we're gonna have to do down the down the line too. I think with the well, with the TV show somehow. We'll have to do some kind of Friday Night Lights retrospective. Yeah, I'm just. Oh God, I just I love that show, man. I just, it's it's just it's one of those ones where I just it's so good incorporating drama. And interactions between people, and just the, the the bonds that they form in high school. Uh, it's just, it's it's just a perfect perfect. It's just perfect. It's I just I'm a huge fan of it. I love the movie. It's one of my all time sports. It's on my all time football movie. That that and Rudy really close. But Friday Night Lights, man, it, it gets you all the time, and you just want them to get that touchdown at the end, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm on board. I'm completely on board. No, yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, I think this is a great move. And like the thing is, yeah. you can you can totally set it within within continuity. It doesn't matter where you put it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really cool if this is like an in continuity reboot. See, like, see, let's see what these characters are, what the other characters are up to, and they can, they can pop in, see what's going, see what's going on. Uh, even though I, even though the way it ends, Coach Taylor is very, very far from Texas. Oh yeah, for sure. But still bringing his Belichick ways with him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Come on. Let's come 
Uh, but yeah, nowhere when that's coming out. But still, I think that this is. Uh, I think I think this is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Something that you may not be as excited about. Oh boy, I gotta put that in there now. <laughs> put it in the air. Put it in the air. There is a rebank of Roadhouse in the works. Ah, Jesus, stop with this shit. But here's where things get interesting. Stop with this shit. A Roadhouse remake starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I do like Jake though, man. Directed by Doug Lyman. Oof, crazy. This is a I mean, I remember Roadhouse was like not that good of a movie, though. I, I did, I did rewatch not, it recently. The first Roadhouse is not very good. No, I, I totally rewatched it. Uh, Swayze and it, what uh, Sam Elliott just badass in it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just Patrick Swayze beating the fuck out of guys for like ninety minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's just one of those like, dude, I wish I had like you know a body like that, dude, you know. But um, yeah. I, 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 I get it. Yeah, line, why not? What was line? He used, to, he used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hello. I don't know about that kind of stuff. <laughs> you you want to do what? You'll you'll do none of that, <laughs> sir. That is sexual harassment. I don't have to, I don't have to take it. Yes. Uh, that hole's made for poop, sir. Uh, but you know, I, do, <laughs> I think this is an odd. This is just such an odd combination. Because like, even if you said you were gonna make do a Roadhouse remake, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, who's starring in it? Uh, the Rock, Jason Momoa, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. What? Dude, I but I, dude, you can buff Jake and they're like Southpaw Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm down. Jake Gyllenhaal, again, we've talked about this other before. He's so weird at picking his projects. He is, but dude, he's one of the ones where I just I'll see anything he's in. Oh, I just yeah, no, I love I, him as I, an actor. I, think he's I really most, do. I think he's one of the most interesting actors working today. So I'm, I would definitely, yeah. I definitely pay. Yeah. Points. Yeah, I mean, it can't be any. It can't be worse than the fucking first original Roadhouse. Though I, I just, I hate how we're remaking everything. It's just, it's a remake of a remake of a remake nowadays, I, and I, I don't like that. IP is a motherfucker, man. Stop the madness. <laughs> Stop the violence, please. But you know, you know, what we're not stopping the delays. Oh yeah. Kinda. Uh, Paramount recently had some delays in their schedule, though probably not due to COVID, because this. Uh, it has become like some kind of st- I'm kind of production name because I don't think it makes any sense otherwise. Uh, so uh, they delayed two. They didn't, have, they didn't have a ton. They only delayed two major projects, but they are major projects. Uh, the first of which is Transformers: Rise of the Beast, which is shooting and I think is nearly shot or n- nearly completed, or it might be it might be done. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let me double check. Yeah, this was originally set for a release on. June 22nd of 2022. It is now moved nearly an entire year to a release date of June 9th, 2023. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this is what I don't understand. This movie wrapped last month. I don't know. Are they trying to wait for the the regular box office crowd to come back? I don't Maybe, know. Maybe. I don't know, but... I don't know. It seems like a weird, really long time to keep sitting on this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a process to get the theaters back the way it was. I mean, I, I slowly am starting to see more and more people coming to theaters and stuff like that. Uh, Shit, I, uh, you I, know. I saw a Dune with a nearly sold-out house. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last time I was at a, a theater that was, like, packed-packed, though. Um, I think, well, no, Spencer wasn't very packed. It should have been, though. It was a fantastic movie. Um, I think the last movie I... Huh. 
I have to get back to you on that one. I don't I don't remember because like the last couple times I've been to movies have been I think probably Halloween Kills. Uh, yeah, Halloween Kills is probably the last one I think I really saw a, a f- more of a fuller uh, uh, house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that takes a that takes a date that was previously held by Star by the latest Star Trek movie, which is now moved to December twenty third, twenty twenty three. That I can I can understand, like because there's, there's nothing there's no, no, been no real movement on this movie other than the fact that they got a director, uh, Matt Shankman who did all Wandavision, and they have writers. But like again, we don't really know anything about Star Trek, and th- this is a thing that's been this has been on the schedule for years. Yeah. So I'm not holding my breath for a new Star Trek movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm totally down because the third one was, was garbage. If we're going to continue with the same cast that I think we talked about before, I thought Quinto, Quinto and uh, Pi, uh, Pine and all those guys Pine were boys. coming back, right? Uh, yeah. They were originally supposed to, but then things get mumbled. It's it's, it's really strange. Like we, nobody, nobody, yeah. bottom line, nobody knows what's happening with the Star Trek franchise. So that's fine. We'll find out. So that's, that's, that's an yeah. easy pushback. Transformers is the weird yeah. one because the movie's already shot. So. Yeah, it's like, just throw it out already. I mean, it's not... I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that it has to be a thing where, like, post-production is running long. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe it's it's too long of a fucking movie. <laughs> maybe 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 Michael Bay got Michael in Bay, there Michael Bay came back. Yeah, he did something. <laughs> no, Michael. He made a movie four and a, half, four and a half hours. This movie cannot be four and a half hours. People will not sit through this. Like, where are the footage coming from? Shit. Did Michael, did Michael Bay sneak on set again? God. Uh, well, well, shit. Now you got to go through all this footage. Excuse me? <laughs> all these editors, all these editors quit. They're like, oh, we're not, we're not sitting through all this stuff. <laughs> uh, no, thank yeah. you. Uh, but yeah, those are the new releases for the next big Paramount blockbuster. Which some things are gonna need, they're gonna need to succeed because you know they, they they're running a little low on franchises now. And I, I still, I still have a Paramount Plus. I do too. And that's the, uh, that's the, it's a ghost. It's the, uh, it's the ghost of all these uh, streaming services. <laughs> Which is which is which, they don't, which yeah. is convenient because you will have the means to watch this God, next God, project. God. Here uh, we go. This is a is announced that they are going to be rebooting Fatal Attraction as a series, and they oh, have boy. cast Lizzie Kaplan as the role of Alex in the in the remake. Uh, that was the role made famous by uh, Glenn Close, Close. The original, and she was yeah. she's excellent in that movie. Oh, that was a fantastic movie, and, and and another movie that has Michael Douglas having sex. I think he has to have that in his claws at every fucking movie, especially in the eighties. In the eighties, oh, and even in the nineties, dude. Disclosure, Basic Instinct. I mean, dude, the guy like. I will do yeah. this movie if I can get my dick wet. Yes, I will do this movie if they will do me. Please, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's gonna be a uh, reboot, reboot version of the series with Lee Catherine as Alex Forrest. Uh, I think it's actually a really good. I think it's a really good casting. I think it's. I think it's. Fa- I think it's a fascinating casting. I like Lizzie Kaplan as an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she. I, I, she's mostly known for you know comedic roles. You know like mean, you know, mean Girls, The Interview. Uh, but she was also spilling that uh, Showtime series Match of Sex, which funny enough is also a, a Paramount conglomerate's uh, you know thing, which she was really fantastic on. And she was uh, Annie Wilkes in the second season. There was second season of Castle Rock, which she's really great in. So, I do think that she has talent as a dramatic actress. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see what she can do stepping into this, and a, a role that's made so iconic by Glenn Close. So, what do you think of Lizzie oh, Kaplan yeah. doing uh, Fatal Attraction? No, I'm done. I think it lending itself to a 
series, I think is kind of interesting. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of like kind of cool to see that now where we're starting to see like psychotic, um, you know, following psychotic characters. Like, you know, obviously like you, um, I think is another, you could put like a psychological drama ish. Um, but you're starting to see a little bit more of that. And speaking as like a female, you know, protagonist, I guess, or, antagonist i don't know however you want to look at it whatever side you want to look at it it makes it interesting though for sure um yeah it, yeah it, it piques my interest i'm very curious who gets to play the michael douglas role in this in this in this show yeah michael michael douglas probably because he has to have again. some sex <laughs> yeah it's like come on i have to have some sex we're doing fatal attraction right i want in do you know that there uh, when he married Catherine Zeta Jones there was some clause in there if he was caught like cheating or some shit like like he, she would get a ton of money or some shit figures <laughs> Yeah, I mean but this guy was probably like he had like a like a sex problem I think. I'm sure I'm sure he did. He he, he was he was one of the hot, one of the hot guys in in the 80s and 90s. Dude, been there done that man. He could just go through the whole list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next question you're talking about uh, after a hotly contested bidding war uh, a buddy cop movie starring the likes of Dave Batista and Jason Momoa has landed at MGM. This is the thing that every studio was buff was bidding on. Uh, no word on what the plot is, but it's going to be a buddy, a buddy cop movie starring the two of those actors. And according to Batista, directed by David Leach, but uh, no other direct that has been confirmed by has been uh, corroborated by any you know source. But Dave Batista said it, so it kind of feels like. David is like saying, like, uh, yeah, Dave, David Leach is directing this movie. And that's I, what's like, happening. Dude, this shit's happening. It's happening. But yeah, seeing those two pair for these, they have been doing a lot of projects together because they're both, they're both in Dune, obviously. Uh, but they're also yeah. both in the second season of the Apple TV Plus show, C. Hmm. Yeah, he's the antagonist okay. of the second season. Uh, so yeah, I'll have to again. That's a, yeah. These, yeah, I feel like these two, like these are two guys who uh, just have a like really like working together. The ironic thing is, uh, Dave Batista is the reason Jason Momoa is not in the MCU. Uh, they yeah, were, they were both up for the role of Drax. Batista yeah. got it. Jason didn't. Yeah. Uh, but Russell, what do you think and of the re- uh, rest is history? Yeah, the rest is history. But what do you think of the uh, prospect of a buddy buddy cop movie starting these two? Yeah, I mean, I totally. Who's the alpha male in this one? I mean, that's kind of crazy thinking about it, you know. Who, who, who's the, who's the you know? who's the Murta in in this scenario? That's, dude, I can't see. Like, I think these two are like ultra ultra alpha, so it's kind of crazy to see. You know, it should be interesting. I like the dynamic of this, though. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Interesting. I, I do like the dynamic of it. I'm. I think they're both funny. They both have a lot of dramatic chops. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is a comedy, so they, they're both they're both really funny. So I'm I've, I'm excited to see what they do together. Speaking of buddy cop movies, we thought with the passing Richard Donner, Lethal Weapon Five was going to go by the wayside. It's never going to get made. Well, we were wrong because stepping up to the plate of directing, at least in talks for right now, Sugar Tits, <laughs> isn't it? World's greatest voicemail himself, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I was going to say, sugar, I'm pretty sure I read the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Sugar, sugar Tits himself, Mel man. Mel Gibson is in talks to direct Lethal Weapon 5, which, who, yeah, who who else would do it at this point? Dude, but, I mean, Gibson's a fantastic director, though. He is. He really is. And what he's, what he's put out, man, I mean, there's no hate. You can't hate anything that he's put out. I mean, the, I mean besides the voicemails, yes. Yes, I mean, yeah. Sugar Tits aside, of course. Sugar Tits aside. <laughs> and blow me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 
look, again, look, Mel Gibson's got quite a, like a little career comeback. You know, he had, had you know, try, I'm down. Try, you know, had a little you know, dip toe in the water with Daddy's Home too. Then he's yeah. doing the Continental, which I think is I'm super excited for. Then Batman. Got, but Batman. Yeah. Fat Man. Uh, oh, Fat Man. I'm sorry. We, we put Santa with Santa. Yeah. yeah. You got that. Which is kind of cool. Then you then now we got him doing the Flip Five, which love yeah, it. Yeah, I am. I'm curious what the movie would even be, but yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yeah, let's just let's go with it. Yeah, uh, or when, when that's coming out. But yeah, there's <laughs> a good chance we could be getting a, we could still be getting another open. Now they're really too old for this shit. Yeah, I really old for this shit. And uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, speaking of people who are old action stars. And all this one's, one's kind of still got it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone has confirmed that he will be returning for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, he, was, he was, of course, uh, in the <laughs> second one. He was one of the original Guardians, uh, Stakar Ogord, and yeah. he is going to be reprising his role in Gar- in the next film, as it was t- hinted at at one of the post credit scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. My question is: yeah. Do you bring back? Everybody else in that scene. Do you bring back Ving Rhames? Do you bring back Michelle Yeoh, even though she was just in Shang Chi, and people probably remember that. Uh, I don't know, man. That's 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 crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know what you do. But are you excited to see Sebastian Stallone come back to the MCU? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I li- I love Sly, so yeah. This sure. also reunites him once again with James Gunn, who of course he did voice King Shark in the Suicide Squad. Isn't that crazy? He's in DC and MCU now, man. At the same time. Uh, it's just it's crazy like a two, like a buy one get one he's in both <laughs> two with price like you it's get, crazy you buy a like, james gun you get stallone for free yeah i mean it's crazy there's a couple other actors and actresses i think that have both both yeah. of them uh but yeah no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see uh I, I do hope he gets more to do in this next movie but we'll see i, I in, in james gun i trust yeah uh, yeah. Last thing to talk about as far as regular, it's kind of our transition into our Disney Plus Day stuff. Um, we got word on the there was they been a in development uh, Predator movie uh, that was shot already. Uh, it, w- it was shot already, and it is is coming out. It's done. Uh, it's going to be a new installment of the Predator franchise. Going to be called not Predator, Prey. Oh, look at you, you son of a bitch, you. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a uh, period piece. It's not going to be set in the present day. It's going to be set in the past. And it's going to be about a uh, Comanche warrior who has to protect her tribe against a predator. Uh, directed, it doesn't really star anybody, but it's, but it's um, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who this will be his first movie since directing 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh Russell, what do you think of the idea of another predator and the and such an, such a different idea on the predator? Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the idea. I like Shane Black's Predator. I know I'm probably the the only person. I know probably the only person that liked it. Um, but I thought it was okay. Um, I was entertained, and it came out on my birthday. Maybe that's why. Um, and I had the poster for it because it has my birthday on it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I'm down for like something different, though. I mean, it's a franchise that can do that, though. And I think that's a unique thing with the Predator and the Alien franchise that you can totally do this type of stuff with. You know what I mean? And and I never saw Ten Cloverfield Lane, so I don't know his style. Really, you haven't seen um, it? No, because I just once I, you've been talking about that one. Which is the third one? Uh, oh, Paradox. 
Paradox is the, is garbage. Yeah, the one with John Goodman's in the second one, right? The uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, right? That one's really good. And I need to check that one out. I just was one I just never got around to, and it just kind of was one of the ones where I'm just like, eh, I'll get to it eventually. And then here we are, years later. I'm like, yep, I haven't watched it yet, still. Yeah, I wonder if that's streaming anywhere. Because what? Because what? Didn't it come out on Netflix? Uh, no, that was Paradox. Our oh, paradox coming out on Netflix. That's right. Never mind. Okay, it's, it's only available to watch on Pluto TV. But I, you would, I would still say, I think buy. I think it's, I think it's worth a blind buy. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I might have to do that then. I'll have to check it out and the, see. The other thing about this one is the fact that it's dropping. It's not like it's not going to theaters. This is dropping on Hulu and Star Ooh, interesting. territories. Oh, cool! Because I, I get Hulu, so good. Yeah, so I think it's going to be curious to see if this, this finds an audience and if this goes on to make more Predator movies. Yeah, because, I mean, I, again, that's a franchise where you can you could do so much we, with it. Because we saw Boyd Holbrook in an Iron Man suit with dreadlocks, and we all said in one voice, "No." <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, speaking of that, that was announced during the whole Disney Plus Day, which we're going to go ahead and talk about right now. Because yeah, they dropped announced they didn't really announce any, a lot of new stuff, but they did give a lot of dates for something that they have coming up. Uh, now I will say the event itself was kind of wasn't well executed like you look at like disney plus and disney investor day last year where like yeah. they had a presentation to it this was just like a bunch of twitter threads and stuff that was dropped exclusive at disney plus that they like, like yeah. do a stream do like, do like what dc fandom did do a stream yeah like it was like all of a sudden like at certain times like you can access like jungle cruise at, at a certain time and chang chi at a certain time it's like just announce all that shit you know what i mean yeah but yeah anyways, uh so we had a lot of stuff announced uh, on the side of all, of all the IPs, uh, so yeah, uh, Disney, uh, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. Uh, Lucasfilm had like the least amount of stuff, which kind of sucks because they had they have stuff in the works. Because um, they have the most stuff that they could, you know, pull from. Uh, yeah, the only thing we really got a glimpse at is well, we got well, we got another thing, but that didn't come out of Disney Plus Day. Uh, we got word about uh, we, got, we got the first look at the, the production of Willow. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, series follow-up to the 1988 movie starring Warwick Davis will be reprising his role of the of the you know, titular character of Willow. Uh, Val Kilmer probably not going to be back. Uh, here we, you, you did that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you're fucking bad. Are, 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 him so bad. are him and Joanna Welly still married? <laughs> I know why you said he can't do it. You fucker. <laughs> Okay, yeah, him and Joanna Whaley are not, are not married, who was also in the first movie. Uh, uh, we have uh, cast boy. features Aaron Kellyman and uh, Tony Valori, among some other young actors. One thing I did notice is the <laughs> fact that the first guy Warwick Davis talked to, doesn't he look like a, like a young Val Kilmer? He looks like a very young Val Kilmer, I, for sure. I'm willing yeah. to bet that guy is playing Mad Mardigan's son. Oh, it has to be. Absolutely. It has to be. But yeah, uh, you can give us a whole, a whole lot of look at, a whole lot of look at like, you know, actual footage from the show. This is that they're making, mm-hmm. it. but I do want to highlight this because I do I do think Warwick Davis is actually a really underrated talent. Oh no, and just his comedic chops and just this oh, yeah, little roundtable thing. If yeah, you, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it's basically him mocking about how young the cast is because they're like, I, yeah. I don't think any of them were alive when the first Willow came out. And this this makes me feel old though because I remember Willow. Like, yeah. I mean, I obviously didn't see it in the theater, but I was like five when this came out. But yeah, it makes me feel old watching this. But yeah, it's it's just it's just him like clowning all the young cast members. It's it's super funny. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, but also that was announced that uh, the previously announced Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron movie 
has been removed from the schedule. Uh, is uh, it was supposed to be read by Patty Jenkins? Is it's not been it has not been canceled officially. It's just been removed from the schedule. Hmm. So thing is, the thing is though, Star Wars for the next for, for the next few years is going to be living on TV. Because you know, you have Which Mando, is good though. Have, Which is good though. I think. Yeah, Mando. Yeah, Boba Fett. You have. The Bad Batch. You have Visions. You have the Acolyte, uh, which is st- still in the works, as far as I know. You have Lando, which they're doing. You have Kenobi, which they did show a real for, which looks really, which looks really great. You have Andor. So I don't know. If I I will miss seeing Star Wars in, the, in a theater because like I think at the very least we'll see another one in twenty twenty four. Um, but I do think we'll have plenty of Star Wars content to keep us satisfied. And so, and do, you, do, you, do, you, do you think we'll? Do you think that this is a good move? Do you think we'll get sick of Star Wars? What do you think of them trying? To, Stay alive on TV. I think I mean, maybe this is a way for it to judge, you know, too. If 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 we're getting oversaturated with Star Wars stuff too, with the viewing, the numbers and stuff like that, if they start to see them slide down, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a good way to kind of accurately kind of you know check that out and scope that out before they put bigger products on you know on the big screen. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like to me, like and I said, this was something obviously we had talked about before with like you know with Solo, you know, a, a, a dice story. Um, you know, and all those other ones that they were coming out with, like, like, uh, uh, what was it? Rogue one and all that other stuff. I just, it was just so oversaturating with like too much, too much going on, too many movies, too many, you know, being released. And I think like doing this in a more controlled atmosphere where we're doing it. Okay. Weekly releases here. This is, if you want to watch, you know, and I think that's, that's good. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like a win-win for them because it's you're gonna get those hard hardcore Star Wars fans that are gonna watch this stuff. You may get the people that trickle in and watch this, and they may be hooked into it. I mean, to me, I think it's a smart move for them, though. I think this is now it's the kind of time of the streaming, and I think it's you know I think I think it'll, in the end they'll they'll only benefit from that. Not to, not to mention when the Star Wars movie opens, it's gonna be huge. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing. That's what you need. That's why like. The Phantom Menace was like the atmosphere between the Phantom Menace and the Force Awakens was completely different. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, it had been sixteen. You know, it had been sixteen years since from you know Jedi Return of the Jedi to you know Phantom Menace, and then you look at what it was like. Oh, it's probably oh, it was damn near all, almost the same. Yeah, yeah, almost the same. But I think the, the the level felt different though. You know what I mean? Between you know before uh, before uh, Revenge of the Sith to. Uh, to force awakens I, I don't know to me it's just like one of those things where it's i, I don't know i just i don't know I, I i really don't uh yeah but you know there also there also were some positive positives to this uh i mean we did i mean we did get word that kathleen kennedy has extended her contract with lucasfilm she'll be with the, with the company for at least yeah. 2024 and there was yeah. this is never confirmed so i'm not gonna tell, take a screen of salt there, there was a rumor that there is rumors circling around right now that Chloe Zhao could be directing Kevin Feige's produced Star Wars movie. Huh. Yeah. Uh, no word on whether that's officially true or not. It might not be. Uh, it might not. It might not be true. It's just thing. It's just thing that's been floating around. I don't know if that's a great fit, considering we just saw what, what happened with Eternals. Even though I like the movie, uh, but you yeah. know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But I think this. I think the future of Star Wars is nothing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, now, looking at the other side of things, first of which is Disney, which had easily the most, the most announcements, as you probably would expect. Uh, basically, things we already knew, but a lot of release dates. First of which, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, the reboot starring both Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff, will be releasing in March of 2022. Disenchanted, uh, the sequel to Enchanted, is going to be releasing in the fall 
of 2022. Uh, the feature-length film adap- live-action adaptation of Chippendale Rescue Rangers is going to be dropping in mid-2020... In er- sorry, in early 2022. Uh, this is the John Mulaney and Andy Samberg starring one, directed by Lonely Island Kiva Schaefer. Uh, Diary of Kid, not only did you know, we saw... Not, not only did we get the first official poster for the upcoming theatrical movie, or not theatrical, upcoming Disney Plus movie, it was announced that they were getting a sequel uh, to the second book, Diary of Roger Rule, which will be coming out next year. Which I thought that was a very interesting announcement there. Uh, we got our first yeah. picture of Hocus Pocus 2, which is currently in production, will set, will be released in fall 2022, definitely in the month of October. May have said October uh, 2022. Has to be, for sure. The September or October. There's no way this releases any other time. Mm-mm. Uh, Pinocchio, the live-action version starring Tom Hanks, among others, is going to be releasing in fall 2022. Uh, a new Ice Age movie, Ice Age: The yeah. Adventures of Buck Wild. Uh, How got many do we have? And it, uh, that is this, this will make six. I was going to say so we got to be around six or seven. Wow! This will make this will debut on Disney Plus on January 28th of 2022. Uh, we got a, a new original movie, kind of. Sneakerella, a movie about a young shoe designer who tries to rise the ranks of the, sh- of the shoe empire. Oh, man. Oof. Which we got a trailer <laughs> for, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh, fuck. Uh, that Oof. debuts February 18th, 2022. Uh, the revival of the Proud Family, Proud Family Louder and Prouder, which features the original cast of the Proud Family returning, is going to be de- is gonna debut in February of 2022, which we also got a trailer for. Uh, High School Musical, the musical series, was confirmed for season three. It will debut sometime in 2022. They announced a Spiderwick Chronicle show, which is a rise that I didn't know they had. Yeah, they, they only released one movie of that, the Sp- Spiderwick Chronicles, right? Yes, all the Chronicles were in one, the same film. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. I thought it was like Narnia and those other ones that never finished their, their run. I, 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 I didn't read the book from what I understand. Like, they take elements from a okay. bunch of different stories there. Uh, okay. Uh, we got our first look. Uh, yeah, that series was announced. No, we're really for that yet. Uh, we're g- the, the first look at Baymax was released. Uh, that's going to be dropping the summer of 2022. Zootopia Plus, the anthology series, will be dropping in 2022 as well. And we got our first look at the concept art for Tiana, the the continuation of Prince and the Frog, which will be dropping in 2023. They're really working hard on that one. So looking at the footage we got, we got footage for, in this we got it for, let's see, Sneakerella, Proudly Louder and Prouder, and Baymax. I think that's, yeah, that's it, that's it as far as footage we got. Um, yeah. So talking about, <laughs> I sense you have words about Sneakerella. So let's, let's just get, get, out, let's get the bad one out of the way. <laughs> Not Please. that bad, huh? Oh, man, it just, ugh. Just didn't look good. I think it just, I think it just looks weird that I'm, Kind of, kind of into it. I can't, I can't say it's why. Like, it's like an Air Jordan meets the Cinderella story. I'm just like, <laughs> what? I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm very curious how like a lot of these elements are going to work. In I am. I, I think I am too. I think that's why I'm kind of more like, what the hell type thing. I'm like, what? We're yeah. doing what? Uh, stars chosen Jacobs, aka the black kid from It Chapter One, and It Chapter Two. <laughs> we're using both. Uh, but yeah, I think this looks. I, I think this looks weird. I kind of want to see like w- what exactly uh, is. What what is this? It's it was funny because the first thing I thought when I saw this it had nothing to do with like the Cinderella story, but it was the Doug episode where he gets brand new shoes, 
and they sold out of the shoe that he wanted. So he gets these shoes that are like quadruple XL. They're like completely way too, uh, way, too, way big. too big on him. And he has to put like beach towels in to like pat him up to try to, but it's like, it was like the in shoe. Like he had to have this shoe and shit. I don't know why I randomly thought of that when I was watching this, but yeah, this movie, yeah, it's probably one of these ones where it's like, yeah, I'll watch it. I think just because I'm curious, I was thinking what the hell when I was watching this though, man, I, I'm glad you echo my sentiment on that. Yeah, uh, oh, we got to look at is Baymax. Now, Baymax, you would think it's going to be a superhero beat-em-up show, right? Not exactly. See, this no. is going to be focusing on Baymax doing what he was built to do, be a healthcare provider. Baymax medicine woman. Or medicine <laughs> man. Baymax medicine woman. No, Baymax medicine woman. <laughs> Baymax medicine woman, yeah. yeah Peter Scott it adds it, it's reprising his role of Baymax from the Big Hero 6 movie. First of all, I will say, the animation looks just as good as the movie. Oh, same exact thing, and it's hilarious. Yes, I think that they hint to a lot of concepts they're doing in this show that I think are fantastic. Look, love it. Like, like the old... Aunt Cass goes down and Baymax runs the coffee shop. Love that one because it's always funny how your coffee lid always like pops up. Yeah. So he's like sitting there, literally taking forever to try to do it. Um, I love the scene in the beginning where the old lady can't hear her and hear hear him, and he has to like tur- you see him turning the yeah, volume up, and he speaks louder hilarious the gps thing to locate the gym and it's literally right next door love it i just just so much shit that was so funny man yeah it works though baymax one of my favorite from a disney characters the past like 10 years i think he is hilarious i think he's insanely like sure yeah Uh, and yeah i I am very much excited to see what he does in his own show absolutely but uh, yeah like the dropping summer dropping summer of 2022 uh something i'm even more excited about something i never thought i'd see the Proud Family, louder and prouder. Because I'm a huge fan of The Proud Family. I think this okay. show is still funny. I think it holds up. I'm, did, you, did you ever watch it? I never watched it. What, was it on Disney? It was on, it was on Disney Channel. Okay, I, I this is after this is after my yeah. you know it's, with it's like on, that, it's on Disney Plus. I recommend checking. I recommend checking it out. Tommy Davidson's one okay. of the main voices. He voices the dad. He's he's back in this. Okay. Uh, Joe okay. Marie Payton, who was on uh, Family Matters, she's the mom on Family Matters. Was the, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. grandmother. Okay. Uh, Kyle Pratt had a great cast of guest stars, even even in its original run. And they're yeah. bringing that back. The chin. They're bringing that back. Yeah, it was something. Not, it's on Disney yeah, Plus. It was something. If you haven't seen, it, I would recommend okay. checking it out. Uh, but yeah. check it. And the thing is, like, it, they 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 did tackle like really tough issues in a way that kids could digest. Like they did tackle you know issues regarding race. They had a whole like Black History Month episode, uh, different you know different cultures like that. I think that it's I think it's really this is a show that was, I think was really kind of. Kind of ahead of its time, and it could really like a Mister Rogers, almost like a Mister Rogers type. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, I, I think it could really yeah. do well in a modern day setting. Uh, it, yeah. it has uh, same you know brand of humor where like it's you know, it's, it's for families, but you know they have jokes that only adults will get. And yeah, I am definitely excited to see the Proud Family. I think and I think it's the perfect place to time to drop it during Black History Month. That's perfect timing. Makes. It makes sense. Yeah. Now, other things we didn't see, I and mean, you have the list in front of you, see, in case you forget. I got forgot. that list in front of me, my friend. Uh, I got it. What? Any, anything that uh, piques your interest particularly? Uh, out of the Disney, um, Hocus Pocus two, I can dig that. Um, Zootopia, I, I've always liked Zootopia. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Tiana, Baymax, uh, Sneakerella, maybe just for what the hell. Pinocchio, sure. 
There's other ones that I just, I don't know, like Ice Age, I don't care about. Dire of a Wimpy Kid, don't care about. Disenchanted, really don't care. Like, you know, I mean, I, I'll check out the Proud Family louder and prouder. I think that's, you know, that's something that if it has humor, yeah, if you can, like, I can watch it with Ella and still she gets something out of it and I can laugh too. High School Musical, really don't care about. Spiderwick, oh, that, yeah. That, that show is that crazy. <laughs> is it? Is it really? Like, I don't know. Like, some, I know. We need to get on some High School Musical musical series. Oh man, I just I don't know. It's just something I never. I mean, I've seen the movies. I just never. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, look. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I want to see how cheap about it doesn't works in the modern era, <laughs> just because. Yeah, Gabrielle I'm, I'm kind of curious about Gabrielle that. Gabriel ain't pushing out twelve kids. No, she ain't pushing out, man, she ain't popping are... out twelve suckers. I'll give you eleven adopted, one real real kid that they have. <laughs> one. Yeah. One real one. One real one. It's it. Uh, yeah, uh, Hocus Pocus 2, just because I'm curious, and they, they did release a picture from the set of the Sanderson sisters. It looks like yeah. they never they never get to be, because they look basically the same as they did as they did in 1993, I think. 93, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got it. So I'm just surprised Hocus Pocus 2 is actually getting made. That's, that's, I think that's been rumored it's, and talked about like for decades. It's crazy, and uh, we talked about this before for, you know, obviously Halloween time and stuff like that. I just think it's that, that cult following that it has, that big cult classic fat, status it has now. Yeah, no, and it's just this should do gangbusters for the for the third because like this, yeah. this film has an alarmingly huge fan base. Oh, it's it's crazy how much like I like I'll just say it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it. I'm like, it's 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 a it's a it's a okay movie. I'm not gonna like, perfectly, but it's crazy fun family movie. But yeah, oh yeah, but people go like people are all about it. I'm like, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't. I just I'm not as obsessed as some of these other people like super obsessed. Yeah, all right, so looking on the Pixar side of things, uh, nothing really huge is announced. The only thing we got is a confirmation for Cars on the Road that is going to be set debuting sometime in 2022. It's going to be a spinoff of the Cars franchise and will feature Mater and Lightning McQueen going on road trips, different part of the country, different part of maybe the world. Who knows? Wow. Both, both Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy will be reprising their roles as Lightning McQueen and Mater. Uh, and we also got word on Win or Lose. This is a show that was announced during Disney, Disney Investors Day. I'm basically going to be following a middle school co-ed softball team, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a long form series. Basically, what's going to be is it's going to be the week leading up to the big championship game, in which okay. in which every every episode is going to be focused on a point of view of a different character. And on on Disney Plus, there was like an inside Pixar thing where they did show you kind of the concepts they were doing, and it looked really interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what Pixar does like, because like you know they had Doug Day, which was a series of shorts, but this is like an actual series. Yeah. So I'm curious what to see to see what they do with it, and you know they had Monsters Monsters Universe, not Monsters Universe, Monsters at Work, which is actually really funny. Uh, but now this, but now this is like going to be like an original property. So, um, you know, what do you think of these two things Pixar's are doing? Sound. I mean, they sound fun. Yeah. I mean, they definitely sound like you know. Cars make sense, and this win or lose, I think something something different. I, I kind of like, yeah. I mean, I can see it. It makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm done. I mean, we go to the Marvel side of things. Uh, now, during they had a whole sizzle reel for Disney Plus, included footage from uh, Moon Knight, She Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Didn't really get a whole lot there, but all three of those shows will be dropping in 2022. Um, we had we got an announcement of Echo, uh, which. It's a character that's going to be debuting in Hawkeye. Basically, what she is is she is, uh, she's Native American Daredevil, except instead of being blind, she's deaf. Oh, okay. So yeah, she's so using echolocation. I guess yeah. she's making her debut in Hawkeye, and uh, this is going to be her her own spinoff series. Uh, cool. There was word there was 
whispers about it before, but it's officially confirmed. Agatha House of Harkness is coming to Disney+. Plus. It's going to be a spinoff of the Catherine Hans character from uh, WandaVision. Uh, we got announced uh, What If Season 2, uh, which I'm, I'm super happy about because I really do love What If. Uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, uh, which basically, oh. which I assume is going to be tackling a lot of the backstory for to- for um, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Basically, okay. How uh, they, and, and that's just be speculating, but I'm just assuming that's that's what we're gonna be looking at. Uh, Marvel Makes Zombie, sense. which is a spinoff of What If? There's a whole zombie timeline that's created. I guess this is gonna be exploring that timeline, based on the popular run of comics, which this did actually take the logo from, which I did read, and that's actually a really fantastic run. So yeah, very curious to see what that looks like. And the biggest shock of the entire night, of the entire event, for me at least, uh, it was announced that we are getting X-Men 97. This is going to be a revival of the 90s X-Men series. Yeah. It features a, lot of, a good chunk of the voice cast coming back. features uh, one of the original producers coming back to uh, produce and uh, write the show. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you hear the Marvel app, anything that uh, you know, piques your interest. Yeah, that X Men '97 sounds cool because I know that was such a huge. That was huge, like when I was younger too. Um, she Hulk, maybe Echo sounds kind of fun. I liked Catherine Hahn's character in One Division. There's a, there's some of that, that that I mean, that's definitely intriguing for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I'm interested by Marvel Zombies. Yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds crazy. Where I want to see what they go with because like that that comic series got like unexpectedly dark in a lot of places. So I'm very curious to see how much of that actually makes it into the into the final cut. But yeah, no, I think that I am I'm I'm very excited by the future of Marvel TV. And I think I do think it's crazy that they're this is like the first thing they're doing with the X Men. Yeah, I mean, especially because this is property that you know it's it's there for the taking, and this is like you know. It, it, it's crazy. It, it took so long for them to finally get to something. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to see all the stuff that's coming toward Disney Plus in the next year. Um, but that's going to do it for Notorious News. We now move on to our movie of the week, Cannonball right. Run, which may be. It might. We might have the least. The shortest review. This, movie. <laughs> this may be the shortest review. I'm going to go hop in my car now. <laughs> uh, we we got to race. I got, I got to race three thousand miles to California. Yeah. So. This is a movie that came. Yeah, like, keep in mind, we had a lot of I think really solid movies on the t- on our poll this week. I really thought so too. I, I really did. I, that's why I kind of I put this as a goof because I've heard people talk about it, uh, and I remember buying it. Obviously, I told you I bought it at the discount. Like it was like four bucks or five bucks at, at Walmart. I just didn't think it would get voted on. I put Chariots of Fire. I thought maybe because I, I wanted to tackle something I had never seen before. None of these five movies I had ever seen. So I, I think I started Chariots of Fire because I know you said, "Oh, that I'm surprised." I think I watched like, the first half hour of it. It just was moving too slow. I just I couldn't 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 do it that night. I was watching and just never went back to it. Right. But yeah, I'm surprised we got this. Yeah, we got this. We got this instead. And I, part of me does understand why because this is. It's kind of harkens back to a movie that we don't really get anymore. It, and it's yeah. It, to, to me, this is like a, almost an uncensored rat race. Uh, is kind of what I kind of compare I it to. I literally thought um, that's exactly what I thought while I was watching this. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and it's an uncensored uh, film as you go type rat race movie, and that's basically what it. it it's like a kind of like a B a B film, like a B rated rat race. Yeah. You know? So. 
yeah, the movie's actually fairly fairly simple. It's, it's simple while also being unnecessarily unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just get into it. This is Rat Race. Not Rat Race. This is Cannonball Run. We're not talking about Rat Race. Same. Same thing. Same shit. But right? Yeah, but this one, is, this one was in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, the first half hour of this movie, it's... It's 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 strange because what this is is this is in uh, this is a massive m- I want to say massive I mean massive ensemble. Oh, this is huge! Like I'm talking like huge ensemble. Um, I, and I think it's funny to to tell the uh, tell our uh, audience um, that Burt Reynolds actually wasn't the first uh, choice for this. This actually was a Steve McQueen. Um, they wanted Steve McQueen to play this role, and it was going to be a lot more of a serious type film. But with Steve McQueen's dying and stuff, and Burt Reynolds being so huge in the '80s, I think that's why they ended up casting Burt Reynolds. It was also directed by Hal Needham, who uh, yeah. direct, who previously directed Burt Reynolds yeah. in *Smoking the Bandit*. Yeah. So I mean, it, but it, it's kind of crazy to see that influence there, kind of like because you know you think cars, muscular, macho. You think Steve McQueen, bullet, right? You know, like Steve McQueen, man, come on. But yeah, it, it is kind of crazy to see this less. It's it's a less serious approach here with the Burt Reynolds being uh, the title character. Yeah, the first half hour basically us, be, us being introduced to the character we're spending most of the movie with. Uh, you have yeah. Burt Reynolds as uh, JJ and uh, his homie Dom uh, Dom DeLuise who plays I can't remember his name. Victor. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, it's. Is this is this slop? This is really sloppy writing editing on this part because they literally oh, yeah. will just cut to the different actors. Like right after that, they cut to Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin, yeah. who, are, who are also characters. Yeah. Who looks so like Dean Martin looks so out of place in this movie. Like I don't think he knows. I think he's still on the binger from the night before in Vegas or some shit though, because he. Like, Sammy's more pep in his step, but, like, Dean Martin's kind of like, hey, what's going on, you know? I'm here to drink, you know? We do get, we do get a funny bit where they, where they land a play in the middle of the street. I, 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 thought, that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Just for beer, which is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get introduced to, to Roger Moore playing, I can't remember his Seymour. 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 Here's the, here's the thing, which is, though. This is, he's probably my favorite character. But this, this is what drives me crazy about this character. Actually, yeah. actually I'll, get to, I'll get to it later. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, Roger Moore playing Seymour, who is um, it's, this like, it's heir to, yeah. uh, to this like massive fortune. Then we cut yeah. to Japan. We have race one racer played by Jackie Chan in like his this second is one of ever, his first yeah his second ever big Hollywood was, movie. Yeah, and it's funny because he's Chinese, and I think that, yeah, that was the, funny the, how they make him. Yeah. yeah, the ironic thing is he's actually he's fam- very famously not Japanese. Yeah. Uh, we got this Sheik played by a guy who I'm pretty sure was on MASH. Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. I can't remember who he was, but I'm fairly positive that actor was on MASH. You got a yeah. Daredevil. You got Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah, who's a completely, yeah, completely, it's just like who's, it's a who's who. Yeah, and and his home, and his, his homie who I cannot stand. Yeah, yeah, he's just, yeah. Not, not a fan. Yeah, this, 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 the stuttering guy. Yeah, like unnecessarily, like stutters, like it's so, so, so stupid. Yeah. Then you got Farrah Fawcett who plays a photographer, along with his old, his old dude who's hitting, who's hitting on her the whole movie. Uh Doctor Frankenstein or whatever. Yeah. Or no, oh no, 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 no. The other guy, the other guy that they leave. Yeah, they, the, yeah, the guy, the yeah. guy who's trying to stop the race. 
Farrah Fawcett, who looks amazing, by the way. Oh, I mean, there was a there was a reason she was a sex symbol in the seventies. There's a reason why she was in this movie. Yeah, it's like one of the only female characters. Like, yeah, she's, she's come on, and yeah, because she's also not very good in it. <laughs> this is true too, and doesn't wear a bra. She does not. And then, we, okay. and then we get uh, two other two other women played by Adrian Barbeau and some other somebody else. Yeah, the the skin tight like le- like the leather. Yeah, those boost, Yeah, those chicks. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's about it. Like literally, like the first like half. I, we're not even kidding. When the first half hour of this movie is just introducing characters. Yeah, so like you're looking at the clock and you're like, wait a minute, there's only like an hour so left. Like an how hour... are they? How how are we covering three thousand mile race here? Oh, we, can, we, don't even, we don't even know the plot at this point. No, just, we, and we don't even know. Yeah, it's just cutting to various people. We're just like, what? You're just like, we're watching. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, because it's literally like I have the 44 minute mark, but it's a little bit before that that we learned that the Cannonball record for driving cross country for the 3,000 mile race was 32 hours and 51 minutes. But I think it's funny how they have to have like a punch clock to like start the the race. They have to punch in and punch out type stuff. It's yeah. kind of weird. So yeah, uh, and Roger Moore shows up. Which here's the here's the thing I here's the thing I I think is interesting about this character. He see he introduces himself as Roger Moore. Yeah, throughout the and, entire and then, movie yeah. he is referred to as Roger Moore. Yeah, and he's acting like James Bond through the whole entire. They're literally playing the James Bond theme and shit when he's like driving when he comes into the picture and stuff like that. Yeah. The thing is, he's not playing Roger Moore, and I have no yeah. idea why. Yeah, I like, don't know. The, uh, I don't know. And, like, and, and it's weird because that like that scene with the old woman feels like a reshoot because like there's nobody else there. Nobody else yeah. calls him Seymour without the entire movie. Yeah, I, I think it's just what, and it's funny because if you look at IMDb, it obviously they credit Roger Moore as Seymour. It should just be Roger Moore as himself, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like it should be Roger Moore playing himself. Yeah, because he's literally making fun of the. The James Bond, like he's 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 like buying into that, like yeah, it's all the tropes of James Bond, the fancy cars, the woman by his side, well dressed, like it's it's, I do, it's I all. I do ju- like yeah. I do like sometimes they take, like, take advantage of. Like I do like I do like the fact that every time they show him, he's literally with a different woman, and nobody I do like that, and nobody acknowledges it. I think that's hilarious. It is funny, and it's 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 James Bond esque. It's perfect. Yeah, it's it is yeah. super funny. He's driving the ass, Martin, but still, like why why is he not just playing an exaggerated version of himself? I don't know because he's Seymour, you know. Yeah, but anyways, about forty, about thirty-five minutes in the movie, we find out that everyone is gathered at this place to take place in a cross-country race. They are racing from, I think, what Vermont to California. It's Vermont to California it looks like north to yeah, some, west. Yeah, yeah some, that's some, about right. Some random ass state. Uh, we don't. What, what's the prize for winning? No idea. They never, they never no, say what no. it is. Yeah, it's just bragging rights apparently, because that's all everybody ever does yeah, is just, just brag about rights. it. Nobody, like, even the winner doesn't get paid. No, but it's like it's funny because JJ's character tries to pick up chicks at the bar by telling him, "Oh yeah, he's the guy that's favored to win the Cannonball Run," and like nobody knows what the hell it is. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, the race finally. And this is this is a ama- this is a big problem with this movie. I think that it's too it's too cast heavy. Now, what am I saying? What am I saying that? Like I say, this is a movie that we don't see very often. I was very often anymore because very rarely do we very nowadays very rarely do we see cash driven comedies. Yeah, like like this is this is an era in which like studios and producers would take a bunch of famous people, put them yeah. in a movie, and be like, "We're done." 
Yeah, because I mean, it, it's I mean, it's fun looking back on this. Obviously, forty years later, you see who's who, like the who's who's pop up. You know, you have your Terry Bradshaws, your Jackie Chan's, your Peter Fonda later on down the road. You know what I mean? It's fun to see that though. You know. But yeah. I get it. It's just so hard to do. Yeah, it's it, it, it was the whole novelty thing, and that was the time where like yeah. names sold tickets. Yeah, and it and it makes sense because you look at I mean these guys all were were huge back then. I mean you know you have you know Dean Martin you have the uh, what two fourths or two fifths of the Rat Pack. I mean you know you got Peter Fonda. I mean you got everybody. You have you know. Uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback Terry Bradshaw, you know, it's yeah. it's it is it's the who's who here. Have, Roger Moore, Mr. James Bond himself, you know. You have a lot of talented people like like like, like Burt Reynolds. I think it was a really it's alarmingly great actor. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Roger Moore. Roger Moore has moments. Sammy Davis Jr. is really funny in this. I like Dom DeLuise. Here's the problem though. I think from a writing standpoint, from a story from a story perspective, like it's it's. Not a good sign when it when you spend the first thirty minutes introducing your characters and the actual race, yeah, takes doesn't start until like halfway through. And it and it kind of does suck that they only give Farrah Fawcett they they really water down her character to be like a ditzy blonde, which is kind of unfortunate because I do think that Farrah Fawcett is a good was a good actress though. She was you good know. Um, I just think that this is kind of like it's kind of like the, a stereotypical trap that they did for for her. It's kind of unfortunate because I, when you look back at it, there's like a lot of like ditzy comments, like her like comments about loving trees and stuff like that, and just like trying to have a conversation about loving trees. Oh, and, al- and also uh, uh, Ratman from the Stand is in this. Do you, know, you notice him? Ratman from the Stand. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Remember Ratman? Rat. I'm the Rat. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He's yeah he's in Rat- this. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's, one of the, he's one of the truck drivers, but yeah. So I th- I think that, here's the thing, I think Cannonball Run has a great premise. Oh, it's it's fun though. I mean, I totally yeah. It does have a really great. It has a it's fun premise. A really fun, really inventive premise. Yeah. I think I think a lot of these problems could have been alleviated if, like, instead of that first thirty minutes introducing everybody, you focus on just Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. Yeah. And the, like you start the race maybe what ten minutes ten minutes in the movie, but set the table sooner. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think they just wanted to. They had too many other characters that they want to introduce, and not enough yeah. time to introduce them. But like, what like what you should have done is have Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise start the race like ten fifteen minutes in. Pick up pick up Farrah Fawcett. Pick up Doctor yeah. Frankenstein who. It's hilarious the, oh, when he, is he, he enters is in and they play the music. It's hilarious. Only only thing is, it should have been played by Marty Feldman, who was actually in Young Frankenstein. But that's that's, that's a nitpick. Yeah. Like what you what you do is you have a focus on them. Start the race er, much earlier in the movie, and then yeah. a, and have them meet new characters as the race goes on. Makes sense. Yeah. Like would would have been much more organic. Would have been much more streamlined. Would have had a lot more chance for character building in this movie. Well, you could tell this was completely rushed. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if this thing took less than a week to to make. It might have taken less than a week. I want to know what the audio commentary says. Because the budget was $18 million, believe it or not, on this, and it opened at 11.7, grossed uh, 72. Oh, yeah. This, so movie, this movie was it's profitable. Yeah, no, absolutely profitable. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, the, the, race, the, race, goes on, the race goes on. Uh, JJ and uh, Victor actually have a really funny idea where they race in an ambulance. Which is funny, yeah. But they need like a doctor, I guess, to kind of like help play the role if yeah. they would get pulled over. They need that, a, they like need a they're doctor literally, and they need a and they need a patient. Yeah. So obviously, Fairfoss is your patient, and I mean, who? I mean, who's gonna really? Yeah. Anyway, um, and then that doctor, 
uh, Victor uh, Van Helsing or whatever. Hilarious. Yeah, and I also I do think it is funny in the way that everyone avoids getting tickets or, get, or getting or getting arrested. But like, yeah. like Adrian Barbeau and her homie ba- or her uh, homegirl, they they use they use sex. They literally flirt with cops just yeah, to get sex tickets. And then I like how uh, Jackie Chan and them use the infrared. They don't drive with lights on. They don't, they don't drive with. They don't yeah. have the headlights. Uh, they use the night vision and infrared. Yeah, the second. Yeah, the second. Yeah, so the first act is them introducing the racers. Second act of this movie is them just bouncing around from different from different races and coming different different predicaments. Them getting yeah. pulled over. Them getting out of tickets. Like the, yeah. There's no real flow of consciousness here. It's just a ma- It's just a clutter. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun clutter. I mean, don't get me wrong, because I kind of got the vibe that this is the this is what we're gonna get out of it. You know what I mean? I wasn't really expecting too too much, but definitely, like I said at the beginning of this, the start to review, it's it just reminds me of kind of like an uncensored unfiltered rat race. I mean, that's really basically what this movie is, you know? Yeah, again, the, 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 the expand, expanded, expanded cast leads to a lot of this being not very streamlined. Although there are, they yeah. do have their share of good jokes. Like, I like the way they, they screw they screw over Sammy Davis and D. Martin's characters. D. Martin. Yeah, uh, I, I do like that. How, uh, they cut uh, to like, Roger, J.J. Yeah. yeah. Anytime they cut to Roger Moore's is pretty funny. Yeah, and, and again, and I think you know his like you know his and that dude how he put the oil in that that uh, car that like literally like strongly like helicoptered. Did you remember when when he puts the oil on the on the ground with the cop car following him? Yeah, which is like such a, such a James Bond thing. Yeah, which is super funny. And again, it's just to play trope on the James Bond character, which I think I, I I think is just it's just kind of funny. Yeah, and I think there's something like this in like Rat Race, the fact that like Rat Race. Gulies had some motivations behind what everyone was doing. Well, you knew what they were going to get out of it. It was yeah. a, wasn't it a money prize. It was a money prize. Yeah. So I mean, we don't know what the prize is here, you know, and yeah, like, we, we it, never it, do find out. You had some stakes. You had you had a, sm- a much smaller cast. Yeah. Which is crazy because Rat Race still still had a big cast, but there's only, there's only like eight of them as opposed to like what like twelve, fifteen here. Oh, you got a lot. You have at least, yeah. You, I mean, how many teams you, how many different teams you have? I think what I could get at least six or seven. So you're looking at least twelve, fourteen characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Like basically, like long story short, a lot of stuff problems stem from the fact that there's just too much going on in this movie. Yeah. Messy editing. I mean, you can just go on and on with with, with the nitpicking here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the second. Act. Third act. Of this movie is where I think things really start to pick up because all the characters... This, this is a, get a scenario where all the characters are able to come into the same scene. So what, yeah. what, what happens is there's a construction delay on the, on the road. So nobody, nobody can advance. Nobody took a different route. Nobody took a different route. Everyone took the same way. What are the, what are the odds of this? Well, yeah, there was what are no the GP, odds there, that everybody got on the same, the same highway? Nobody put in the ways. Nobody map quested this thing. Yeah. So, anyways, they're they're all hanging out at, at this uh, at at this stoppage right here. Meanwhile, yeah. that is when Peter Fonda and his biker gang show up. And that's that's another thing I have problems with this movie. They miss jokes that are blindingly obvious. You have Peter yeah. Fonda, who is in one of the greatest road trip movies of all time, Easy Rider. Yeah. Has one of the greatest yeah. opening scenes of all time with Steppenwolf's Born to not, Yeah, Born to Be Wild. Born to be wild, yeah. And you, I don't know, if they couldn't afford the rights. Maybe they couldn't. But you don't play Born to be Wild. Yeah, it would have been really fun. It would have been a. It would have been really like, yeah. yeah this, it, it lends itself to its own joke right there. This is lampooning his other not as famous motorcycle movie. 
Or like you could have just been like you could have been like easy there, Ryder, or something like that. You could have just like kind of playfully made fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, something. It's just yeah, it's just a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is where things start to get start to get you know kind of jamely fun again. A giant brawl breaks out between all the racers and all the bikers. You get to see Jackie Which is Chan. Funny you see Jackie Chan do his martial arts. You see a lot of fake kicks and air kicks. A lot of fake hilarious kicks and stuff. Air kicks. Oh my god! You just hear the. But the, they, that's even, all sound effect. Yeah. Even if you look, even if you look at it, like you can see that they're clearly not hitting anything. But it's fun though, and it's, no, it's, it is, it's cheesy, and, but it's and, fun and, and, though. Yeah. And that makes it a little funnier. Yeah. No, because it's making fun of itself. I like it's not taking itself too seriously, and you have to have fun with a movie type like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also I also do get some laughs when uh, Dump Victor had his alter ego. For some reason, Captain Chaos. Oh my god! Yeah, like the almost like the blue meanie in WWF back in the day. I do like I do like the bit where he goes into the, to that shed, and just like just like beating everybody up, but you don't see you don't see it happening. You see him get uh, thrown out of thrown out of various places. Yeah, or just like how Captain Chaos can all of a sudden push his foot down on the uh, gas and go faster in a vehicle. I guess I don't know. Which, you know, which, which we'll get which yeah. we'll get to in a second, but. Yeah, I, I do. Th- I do think just the the senseless violence, just the novelty of the senseless violence, is funny. No, it is. It, it totally is. Yeah, but anyways, the ro- the ro- the blockage clears. They're all back on the road, and yeah, <laughs> it's like, they're like we need to go faster. Get like, like, like Captain Chaos. It's like I can't. Yeah. I can't just summon him, and they just shows up. Here's the thing. Yeah, they are out racing a Lamborghini, yeah. a Ferrari, and a ambulance, and. An, in an ambulance, in a, in a van. Again, I mean, this is kind of funny, though. It is kind, of, it is kind of funny. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. So th- they're they're going. They're all in the home stretch. It's basically uh, they all get to the to the place where the tickets need to be punched. They it's a it's a foot race between Agent Barbo and Dom DeLuise, who should easily outrun Dom DeLuise. Oh, for sure, but uh, JJ sacrifices himself to kind of domino the whole did, entire rest I of the crowd. Li- I did like that, where he just tackles the yeah. entire crowd. It, they all go down like dominoes. It's so funny. Yeah. So it's literally, yeah. So he's going, you, you, and Victor is on his way to win. But you hear a woman say, "My baby's drowning," and just no, no, skip. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What does a superhero do, man? You got to go after that. Yeah. You have to rest. You have to be there to save the day. Unless you're man of man of steel, in which case, fuck those people. Yeah. Come out to find that the baby's not a baby. It's I actually did, a dog. I did think that was funny. The fact I did that like it was, that. that it, was, it wasn't a baby like at all. It was, it was a dog. I did like that because, again, yeah. first time, like, only time watching this movie, I'm like, oh, there's a baby in there? And then did, she pulls out a dog. I'm laughing. I was like, oh, this, all right, you got me. That's good. I also did forget to mention, I do, I do like the at the uh, – Finish the running joke of Agent Barbara's character and her and her homegirl, where like they're, whole, they're, yeah. all, they're using sexy guy tickets, but then they get pulled over and the castle pulled over by a female. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is, that is really funny because it's like, dude, you can't use sex appeal now. But yeah, but anyways, so they so yeah. he he diverts course. Agent Barbara's Agent Barbara wins the race. Yeah, <laughs> JJ JJ of course is pissed. He's like, you know, Captain Castle's gone. He's gone. He's done. You're fine. But it was, yeah, it was funny how fast he, like, was, like, friends with him. Yeah. No, just like, like he, I'm done with Captain uh, Chaos. You know why? I always wanted to be Captain U. He pulls out this mask and cape out of nowhere. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's now Captain USA because he can't be Captain America. And he's like, no, he cannot be Captain America. 
<laughs> Everyone has a big laugh. Like, ah, you're forgiven, Victor. I'm like, what is going on? It's like, dude, like, what was the prize here? Like, what did he cost you out on? Like, JJ should be pissed. JJ should be pissed. Let's <laughs> nah. watch his bragging rights, in which case, who cares? Why are we doing it? Yeah, I mean, just to do it, I guess, for, for shits and giggles. I don't know. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no focal point to why we're doing all this, but they also, whatever. They also, they also do kind of have a subversive joke towards the end. Like, uh, the, guy, the guy, the old guy shows up trying to stop the race. He's like, hey, have a yeah. cigar. Use the lighter of my car. And you think it's going to go press, press, the, press the button and get ejected. And Roger Moore's yeah. like, huh, why isn't that working? So he goes to do it. So he, he and presses for, and he gets It's for the passenger. Yeah. He's not used because it's for the passenger seat. I'm like, okay, that is kind of funny. Yeah, that is funny, yeah. There's a big cheer. Everybody's laughing. The, movie, the movie's over. And, yeah, that's about it. It's, a, it's kind of an inoffensive hour and a half. And I think this is kind of funny just to make a small note of this one. Um, did you notice the outtakes or the bloopers? I did, um, and that's and that's kind of what softened me on this movie because like you you can tell yeah. like this you can tell everyone who was in this movie had a good time making this movie. But this is what Jackie Chan used in his movies when he filmed them in America. He would use the outtakes kind of like a blooper reel, like they did here. So I think that's where he kind of got the idea. I read on IMDb. I thought it was, and I thought it was fun enough, funny enough to kind of mention. I thought it was kind of cool because I remember like Rumble in the Bronx had outtakes. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I Through think the rush, this, the rush he owes this. Outtakes. Yeah. So I think it was just one of those things where he got kind of got that pattern from from this. That yeah, was kind of funny. That's it for Cannonball Run. So, uh, what what did what did you think about Cannonball Run, Russell? Uh, honestly, as like somebody who's never actually even saw this movie, I mean, it was it was fun enough, man. I had fun with this, honestly. Um, I didn't take this movie too seriously. It was it was just a, it was a fun who's who film. Um, I had fun with it. I mean, I thought you know we had a lot of good we had a lot of good choices on that poll that I totally would have loved to have watched other than this. But um, it was this was fine enough though. Honestly, I. I had fun with it. I mean, there was a lot of things you could sit there and completely pick apart, which we did. Um, but overall, it was kind of fun just seeing like the who's who, like the pop culture references and the just the who's who uh, in the movie. I, I thought it was fun enough, and I could see why this did have a couple sequels. Apparently, how many sequels did this have? It had three, and, and, and yeah, you, you can clearly see. And like, like I said earlier, this is a time yeah. where stars sold the movie, and you had like you had so many people who were in there, like in their heyday, like Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, yeah. Farrah Fawcett, uh, Dean, Dean and Sammy, Jackie Chan, who was just starting out, uh, Agent Barbeau who was just starting, yeah. Peter Fonda, like, and this yeah. is a time where like it, anybody who was a fan of any of these people. Went to see this movie. Would have gone, yeah, would have gone and, to see that. And I wondered, I, did they do that in the sequel, have Who's Who in there again, I hope? Uh, let me see. Well, and, and you can keep in mind, a reason why this is, this is a, bigger hit, uh, a bigger hit as well, Jackie Chan brought an international audience. So oh, on a that's budget right. of yeah, between yeah, yeah. 16 to 18, it ended up grossing $160 million worldwide. No shit. Yeah, okay. this is one I am, of the most. I am D better, better change that. This is one of the most profitable movies. Well, it was it was seventy two uh, in the states, but yeah, it was it was one of the most profitable movies of nineteen eighty one. They did make two sequels. Uh, had a lot of the same cast returning, but Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise and Dean Martin Sammy came back for the second one. Uh, yeah. The second one also, uh, Jack Daniels came back, but also had Richard Keel, Frank Sinatra joining on the fun on this one. Uh, Shirley MacLaine was oh, in it. Telly Savalas. Yeah, uh, they kept. I'll this probably up. have to check those out. They weren't. They weren't uh-huh. as. They weren't as big, as, as big a hits. Uh, especially uh, the, the third one, Speed Zone, which didn't didn't really have yeah. anybody. Oh no! So, All okay, right, I'm gonna have to had, check had, the second one out. Then. They actually did have a lot of like really like early, 
uh, early players like uh, Peter Boyle was in this, John Candy, Eugene Levy. Okay. Uh, yeah, this this one had a lot. This one had a lot of SCTV stuff. SCTV cast members and other people who were bigger at that time. But yeah, like they they did try to replicate the success, but didn't work as well as the as the first time. The third the third run lost money. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, they probably tried to budget eighteen only made three million dollars. Wow, I think people were completely over it by that point. Yeah, I think okay, the fad, yeah, no, what year? What year? <laughs> Eighty nine. Oh yeah, eight years later, they were probably like, yeah, these people are already, yeah. Yeah, like no, no, yeah, no birds, crazy. no tickets. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, um, crazy. I can, I can clearly see why it was a big hit, and like I said, I do think its premise is amazing, and I would, oh, yeah, and I sure. would want to see. I want to see more with this property. Like I think, I think yeah, a remake w- yeah. of this would be really solid. There's actually one that's been in the works for a while. I mean, Doug Liman was going to direct it. Thomas Lennon was yeah. a co-writer on it. Uh, nowhere yeah, you could totally I think, do that. I, yeah. I think this movie is prime for remake. Oh, absolutely! But it just sounds so fun. Like that whole cross cross the United States, you know, race against other people for. But like, flush it out a little bit more for this movie. Yeah, like, 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 tell us why. Stre- like, streamline it. Have a have a yeah. sense of focus. Like to have some have some more natural integrations of other characters. Don't just like don't just like load them all up in the first in the first yeah. half of the movie. And like put like fire them out in a gun. Here they are. Boom, 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 boom. Here they yeah. are. Yeah. I, I think that there's I think there's a lot of potential as a premise. And how, I would be so down if they brought back Daniel Craig to play himself being James Bond. Oh, dude, hell yeah! Like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of promise in, the, in this kind of premise, and I would definitely like to see them try it again. Yeah, for sure. So that was it for Cannonball Run. Uh, Russell, uh, want to put, I'll plug before we head out. Yeah, guys can find us Notorious by Chance on Facebook. That's where we put the uh, polls up for you guys to go ahead and vote on what we're going to uh, review. So, yeah, you can find us there. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Notorious by Chance. Uh, and you find me on Twitter, Notorious by Chance, what's on Disco 91. Uh, Shimon's Spectacular just around the corner. If, you, if you're going to be in L.A. for December 7th. Wait, 6th? 7th? I should know this, but I will be there. <laughs> I will be it's there. It's the first weekend in the first weekend in December. The fourth. I'm sorry. The fourth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, come, uh, come and come and hang out. It's gonna be a really fun time. And yeah, that's gonna do it for uh, us here. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>